what is up what is up thank you for being here had a little 10 minute intro if you guys have been waiting very long i apologize but uh thanks for being here welcome to knocked up after the shot uh, i am justin for those of you who are new to us and uh, new to the community but um, just want to thank you guys for being here a um, little bit of housekeeping first if you guys don't make sure you hit that sub button and ring that like if you guys are enjoying the content enjoying these after the shots you can go listen and watch all of them uh, here on youtube or on spotify we just started a new series behind the string uh, which is a react video series where we react where, where we react to all of our hunting videos and we're going to do some more in the future so that'll be fun uh, we got another episode releasing i believe on tuesday this week so you guys make sure to check that out jump over to instagram and tiktok make sure you hit the follow there one or the other you know there's so many apps you can follow people on I'm only asking for one or the other. That way you can keep up with the day-to-day -day activity with us and it makes you get all the content. So I think that's all I got on on my end. Uh, today I'm going to be talking to a really good friend uh, as of, oh, I don't know, maybe five years ago now, somewhere in the ballpark, uh, who has entered my life and, and been a big part of uh, my success in uh, different ways and uh, just kind of become a, a close friend through through my wife, actually. So I'll bring him in and uh, we'll start doing the thing. If you guys got any questions, make sure you hop in the chat. Uh, we will answer questions at the end or kind of when, when time allows or whatnot. And uh, yeah, thank you for being here and, and let's get after it. But without further ado, I will introduce my good buddy, Mr. John Merton. My, what's up, brother? How are you? Good, good. I appreciate you being here. No, thank you for having me on. I, I appreciate it and yeah. looking forward to it. Sweet deal. Well, let's get after it. And you know how it goes after the shot, brother. Yes, sir. Cheers. <clears throat> Whew. I'll get you going. <laughs> every time, man. First shot of the day. Every time it gets me hard. Oh, my goodness. Sipping on a little bit of the uh, the, the same thing we did last time, if you guys were here. The Volans uh, tequila. So, that was a good time. That was a good time. Well, John... John is a um, high-performance athlete trainer. How do you label yourself? Keep it simple. It, we just say coach. We just coach. coach anywhere from mainly youth athletes all the way up to professional athletes, that entire range there. Okay. Um, that's kind of been my bread and butter. And then looking to start, I wouldn't say diversify, we're going to open it up a little bit more and help more people, if you will. So Yeah, I yeah, know that's cool. Talk about that a little later, though. Yeah, John and I met, um, like I said, about uh, I guess five years ago now. What do you think? Five, six years ago. I mean, hell, Jess and I have been right Jess and I have been married for almost five years, and we. So after college, um, my wife and I moved up to the Dallas Fort Worth area, and she was doing an internship at a place called Michael Johnson Performance Center. Uh, they train high performance athletes in the Frisco area, or trained, I guess I should say, high performance athletes in the Frisco area. And my wife was working there uh, and met John. He was one of the coaches there. And also his now wife was a, what, what did she do? Physical like, what, therapist. A physical assistants. therapist yep. assistant there. Um, so met both of them and, you know, how things do when you're a couple, you just kind of start hanging out and, and, and here we are. So it's been a fun ride. <clears throat> it's, it's still crazy to think about that. It just five or six years ago, we were just at, yeah. at MJP and the girls started chatting as girls do and one yeah. thing led to the next and we're hanging out and <laughs> I just yeah now we're here it's cool how now we're both cool uh, how life works yeah both of us are married yep neither one of you work at mjp mm. jess has nothing to do with the field 
we have a kid. I mean, it's just in in a span of five years. It's it's crazy. It's been wild. It's, it's been fun though. But I'm I'm glad that that uh, that situation happened, and uh, and br- and brought us together, oh. especially. So it's been it's been fun. So, I guess for the people, you already kind of uh, mentioned that you just label yourself as a coach, but I mean, what do you what do you do? Where where did you start with it? So start with your MJP. So like, what, why did you go there? What did you want to do with it? What did you get to accomplish there? And what so yeah. does that kind of led into? Yeah. So let's see. I'll, I'll rewind it a little bit. From I'm from the Northeast, from Connecticut. Yeah. Um, I went to school up there. I actually lived up there my entire life. Went to school up there, um, and then I worked right out of school at a at more of a, a franchise or a chain, if you will, called Velocity Sports Performance. There's actually a cool little backstory to that of how I even got into this field. Um, yeah, go for it. And really, so when I was younger, probably high school, okay. I'm going to say I'm going to say high school range, give or take in that age. Um, I was fortunate enough to get this performance training. Um, and two of my mentors were actually my coaches at the time. And I was with them from Go ahead. I'm going to interrupt you. You, yeah. you were to get this. So you got performance training from somebody else. Yes. You weren't giving it. No. Okay. This okay, was, okay. yeah, this got was high it. school. So I was getting it as an athlete That's what I trying thought. to, yep, trying yeah. to, I was really focused on soccer. So I wanted to take, really? Yes. That's that, news to me. We've yeah. been friends for this long. I had no idea that, that you were was, focused on soccer. Yep. soccer I always was, know you as a track guy. We'll, we'll talk about that, but yep. yeah. Soccer okay. was my number one sport. Played it as, as many of us wow. do since we're yay tall. And yeah. I was trying to go play in, play in college and, um, had a, had a couple offers and stuff like that at, and again, Connecticut. So smaller, smaller schools up there, hey. private schools, whatnot, but I was able school to school. play at the next level, which yeah. would have been amazing. Um, no, but so I was training at this place called Velocity Sports Performance and there were two coaches there. One, one's name is Ned and the other one's name is, is Dave. And they had, uh, trained me for oh, goodness years years on years and i remember there was there was one day where it was at a different location they had opened up their kind of new new spot okay and i was talking to the gentleman uh ned and he was like hey i think you should really look into this strength and conditioning field so that's kind of what i ended up like as a pursuit for education as a pursuit for education and and like hey you you understand this stuff you're you're a great athlete you can demonstrate you can perform it you have like a basic knowledge around it right i think you should look into this as your education as as your career so I, i i gave some thought to it and then that kind of got me in when I was in school, I ended up studying it. Um, so I ended up studying it. And then <laughs> after I graduated, I went back to a velocity sports performance in New York where he was actually the, I'm going to call him a, a manager. He was the director there. Sure. So kind of a full circle. So yeah, yeah. he kind of took me back under his wing, kind of taught me the, the ropes on the coaching side of things and did that for a year. Um, after college, after college. Yes. Ended up leaving, um, a year, year and a half or so into it. I uh, moved down to, to Alabama, so that was my, my first little taste of the South. Yeah. I did a lot of automotive stuff, and we'll talk about kind of the, the racing and automotive and how that's a big part of my life. And So your first taste of the South was literally the belly of the South. Oh, yeah. Birmingham, Alabama. Well, I mean. A little north of it, but yeah. Oh, yeah. It wasn't like, oh, let me dabble in a little South Carolina. <laughs> nope. Go maybe a little a little South Texas where you got a little twang. It was like, nah, we're going to go to the South. It was it, – so – how was, was like, that coming from Connecticut? That is the first question almost everyone asked me. It was, hmm, how to explain it? I mean, because I would consider you I a mean, northern boy. Everyone was very nice. 
Yeah. A lot of sirs, ma'ams, holding the door. Thank you. Very, very polite. Something we don't get a lot today. Um, Take um, notes. Unfortunately. Um, but, I mean, very – the hospitality was a bit different. Um, but other than that, Alabama, I thought it was – Alabama was beautiful. When I was down there, we were in a nice area right at the end of that mountain range coming down through. So it was, it was like, this is – I wouldn't say like home, but it kind of has that home sure. feeling. Physically. Um, physically, exactly. And then – no, I was there for about a year, a year and a half. I was with my dad and then realized I missed coaching. I missed what I went to school for. I, I, I missed it. There was still that burning desire. And yeah. I, I don't I don't know how I found Michael Johnson's performance. I, I don't know. Like I can't go back and be like, oh, really? yeah, I, I, I don't remember. Because well, when you're in Alabama and this, there was only one branch, right? The, it right. was in Frisco-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Frisco. Frisco yep. And you're in Alabama and you just happenstance came over here. So I don't know if I was just on on the internet looking up just performance facilities or track and field, whatever it may yeah. have been, but having competed in track and field for a couple of years and knowing the name Michael Johnson, they just kind of yeah, put right. two and two together, and I was like, sent an email in, and um, a gentleman named Drew got back to me and set up a, an externship with the group over the summer of 2016, and never looked wow. back. way back when. Way back when. It's still crazy to think that it was almost six years ago that I came home. It's like, how on earth? It's yeah, wild. that's crazy. And then that's it's crazy. Since then, it's just been, I, what has happened? I would have never. It's like one of those things where you don't expect it. You'd be like, oh yeah, I would love for this to happen. I'd love for all of this, and just don't expect it. And just, it just again, how life came about happens exactly how it came about. Wow, that's pretty cool. Now in, in Connecticut, before you moved down, you went to UConn, correct, and um, ran some track and field. I would ran some track. Is that is that would be the the yeah. verb ran some track and field. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I am disconnected from that sport for sure. You want to talk football all day long? I don't even know what I'm saying. <laughs> but the ran track and field up there. I mean, coming from soccer in my head, that's a pretty easy switch. But why track? Like, how'd you get into track and field? And and why? Like to me, I hate running so much. <laughs> like I hate it. I I hate just like running down the hall to like grab something when you're running late and you know, you got the truck started outside and it's like, Oh shit, I forgot this. And you run inside and grab something. I come back to the truck and I'm like, (gasps) you know, like I just can't stand it. So why track and field or track more specifically? You didn't do any of the field. I asked that question myself a lot. (laughs) No, my, and it's kind of funny. My buddies, especially in the college, college time are like, man, we hate running. Like we'll get to practice, man. We hate running, but it's the competing. It's the competing, stepping up against someone or if you're on a, a relay team and going from there. But no, it was, I mean, soccer was all my life outside of when you're younger. I mean, baseball up until high school and basketball in high school a little bit as well. And I think it came senior year. Soccer was pretty much finished outside of um, premier club soccer outside of school. And people were like, oh, yeah, you should try out indoor track and field my senior year. I was like, yeah, let's give it a go. Let's yeah, try not, it out. Right. Exactly. Um, did pretty well for our high school and, and kind of the small – state Connecticut sort of a deal um and then didn't end up competing my freshman year of college I actually had either a very serious strain or a a slight tear of my adductor we were playing a game in high school we were playing like sharks and minnows before track practice and I yeah, tried to make a jacking cut around as most injuries exactly. happen and boom yeah. the thing just I was like oh, what okay, so what this. what do you what What's an adductor? Adductor, like your groin. Okay. Kind of the inside of the leg, just working down there. And man, oh man, that was one thing I'd never want to deal with again. It's just, that sounds terrible. Between that and anything that like torn hamstring, I mean, 
Anything, if it's a slight tear, I mean, it's just, no. I've pulled a I, hammy before. Never, like, tore. I mean, that's, that's still. Anything along that range is just, it's, yeah. we could do without it. But yeah, it happens, think? happens a lot in sport, and it's one of those things where it either, A, just happens, or it could be due to the preparation, but there's so many different reasons and ways and, and, and whys that. I mean, at that point, you were probably, I mean, not probably, you were, at the top of your athletic physical game, stretching out. I mean, you're a runner and then to pull your, I mean, it's just like NFL athletes, right? They go out and they're in top physical peak performance, mid season form and, you know, cut the wrong way or whatever. And all of a sudden torn Achilles or pulled the hamstring or pulled their calf or sometimes those things or who, who at the beginning of the injuries. year at the NFL this year, um, JJ Watt, like game two oh. just tears his pec. I mean, the dude is a physical specimen, and it like tears most likely one of the biggest muscles on that dude's body. It's sometimes they get in a, a wrong. And you know, he hit a couple arm circles before the game. Like, <laughs> it's just something to warm up a little bit. I mean, he had to. No, it's sometimes it's just a that wrong position at the wrong time. One thing happens after the next, and yeah, it just body can't take it. But no, I I mean. Track and field was my, my senior year, and then freshman year of college, I, I just did a little bit of club soccer, a lot of recreational soccer on that side. It was a lot of friends or, or buddies that were at my, my high school that ended up going to UConn as well. Okay. Um, and we were we were playing. It was it was a bit more relaxed. It was more fun. It's just, you're just out there messing around with, with right. buddies, playing a game that you, that you love, and you want to just keep on playing. And after freshman year, I kind of just sat down and just – thought about it man man i just missed that that next level of competitiveness yeah and i had been in, in touch with with coach roy the former head coach at yukon for for track and field and at least the men's coach and um he's like yeah this is what i need you to do train throughout the summer when he come back in the fall he's like you've got one shot you're gonna run a 400 meter dash you got one and done he's like if you run sub i don't remember what it was I'm fast, sub, sub fast, sub 50, sub 51, something like that at the end of summer. And then 51. he's like, then he's like, then we'll have a chat about it. I was like, okay, sounds good. So trained all summer again was with, so again, yeah. going back to Ned was there. Dave was there and another guy, we call him slim. He was there. He's actually a, a head coach, uh, up North as well. And, uh, no, they just got me prepared that entire summer and my parents helped me out as well. They brought me to the track when we would, or they were just kind of make it making sure i was going to the track is what it was yeah making yeah, sure, sure i was doing the workout you're 18 exactly hey. and uh they were they were there doing their own thing and then along came that one day where it was a, a walk-on tryout my sophomore year and man i was shitting bricks really i walk out there and i'm warming up and all of a sudden the entire track team walks out there 50 to 70 something people strong i mean all of that and this is in boatload this is in the fall too so there's there's cuts and stuff like that that occur but Bunch, wow. bunch of guys walk out, and they're all kind of doing their lap and warming up and stuff like that, and you're kind of sitting there just waiting. The new get on the block. So then coach kind of calls everyone over, yeah. and here we go. There's two or three people. I think there are only two people running, myself and another gentleman. And he's like, okay. He's like, go ahead. We're going to line up on the line. He was – Coach Roy was very quite short at times, as in just with his, his words. Just yeah, a couple sure. quick words and going from there. And okay. Let's get after it. Get after it. Line up on the line and – said go clap whatever it was and boom had the stopwatch waiting at the end of it he's like okay i'll see you in my office tomorrow at 3 30 and then broke the news and so walked on my sophomore year competed sophomore through senior year and do you remember what you ended up running in that time trial 
Oh, goodness. Uh, no. I'm going to say 50 point something. I don't remember. Yeah. It was like half a second faster, half a second faster than what he needed or something like that. Just in that, in that time frame, he's like, okay, yeah, we'll talk. And then yeah. you go right into, you fold right into the team and there's, I was just an idiot. I had no idea. I was, I mean, talk about like a deer in headlights. Yeah. Man, oh man. I was, I was part of the 400 meter group. So there was probably, let me say five to 10 people strong, give or take. Okay. And I don't know if I just didn't catch what he was saying or whatever it may have been. I don't know. But I go and I, I start warming up and, and starting training with the multi. So like the decathletes, the heptathletes and stuff like that. I start oh, training God. with them. And I'm looking at these guys like, these are big 400 meter guys. So I was there for probably like two weeks. <laughs> and I bet, I bet coaches looking at this guy be like, eh, he'll figure it out at some point. And then it got to one day where I don't, I don't know what happened. I was like, hmm. I need to be in that group, not that group. And oh God. I was, I'm still I the walk on. I don't know like, how, exactly the walk on. This do? guy has no idea what he's doing. So, yeah, so was, did you only run the 400 end up? Uh, 400, 200 were kind of the main two, uh, sophomore, junior year, senior year did those two. And then I, I probably should have done it a little bit earlier. Uh, tried 400 hurdles. I am not mobile whatsoever in order to do that. Um, more so sprinted between the hurdles. Tried to get over the hurdle again. Didn't look very pretty. Because um, I mean, the hurdles—that's a—it's a sprint all the way through. And when you jump the hurdle, it's more. Correct me, please. Correct me if I'm wrong or when I'm wrong. But when you jump the hurdle, it's more of just an extension of your stride than it is a jump. You're right? trying to make it as smooth as you can. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, when you watch and, like Olympic athletes, it doesn't even look like. I always, for whatever reason, I cue in on this. Like in Olympic athletes, when they do the hurdles, regardless of distance, and they jump their hips never move. It's like from hips up. I mean, yeah, their arms are moving. Sure. Whatever their chest is moving because they're breathing or whatever. But if you were to just like break it down on your TV and watch the hundred meter hurdles and draw a line at the first dude's hip perfectly level, the hips never like they're running and then they jump and they don't ever go up and down. It's just flat. I mean, and I just don't understand. Maybe a little oscillation. Am I right? The hurdles are so high. Right. I mean, it's, like it's, minimal, I mean, but I mean, you're not like it would, if I would jump over a hurdle, smooth. it'd be a foot and a half. And just try to get over the <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. Try not to wreck your knee. And then it, but yeah. yeah, it's, it's probably be a barrel dive, it, barrel roll. It, when you see the Olympics after doing something and it's, I mean, for, I mean, I bet anyone after a sport that they did and you watch professionally, whatever it may be. Yeah. It's just like, holy, I mean, that level is insane right it's just wild it's it's unbelievable how talented that top level is and it's yeah i mean i guess you said any sport like you said oh yeah i mean it doesn't matter like i played baseball growing up my whole life and you know you watch mlb game it's like wow that was impressive that's a sport that not that i haven't had enough appreciation for it but this this offseason this will be a story that i'll that we'll yeah. talk about that i just have a little bit a, a bit more of an appreciation I've, I've always known how how tough it is especially at bat and just it's just yeah have a little bit more appreciation now than than i once did and more of an i won't say an understanding but just seeing it just like oh my god what yeah i don't think a lot of people have an appreciation for the sport um if they've never played or if they've never been around it, mm-hmm. it's long, it's boring as hell. If you don't understand it, I, I'm, I'm on the I'm on the train. Like people who don't get it, or don't like sports at all, baseball would not be the first sport that I put on TV to show you. Hey, let's get into sports. What Coming be, from baseball, what would be the first sport if you had to say? Man, now, even coming from baseball. The first, well, I mean, growing up in Texas in the South, I go immediately to football. It just seems the most high paced and everything like that. Mm-hmm. 
But honestly, if I had to say it, I truthfully think if I were going to sit somebody down, I'd probably throw hockey in front of them. That's actually a good one. One, I, I wouldn't have thought about that. I because like that it's the same rules as not the same rules. Don't jump all over me, YouTube or whatever. If you're watching this on TikTok, it's not the same rules. I get there on ice and shit. Like chill out. But it's the same general rules as soccer and basketball. You have a ball, puck, whatever, an objective you're trying to score in a goal or a basket. Mm -hmm. So the idea to wrap around these five guys in that goalie and these five guys in that goalie have to get this puck into that goal. That's all you have to show somebody. They don't need to know offsides. They don't need to do anything else. Like, it's the same thing with soccer. These 11 guys, or I get what, 11 in a goalie? 11 in no, a goalie. I should know that just by soccer and college. Goalies in that 11. She doesn't watch these, so we're good. <laughs> My wife Let's got see. my wife had a full ride to play soccer in college, and I just asked how many people were on the field. Here we got to put it into FIFA terms. If you were to have your lineup, your formation, what would it be? There we go. Yeah, four three four or whatever. Yeah, the math. There we go. Yeah. Wait, is that four? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so get this ball into that goal. Basketball, get this ball. In. Like it's it's the most simple, but it's the most high paced and fun out of basketball. And I think hockey would be the one that I throw in front of somebody. That's actually good. It's not a whole lot of rules. It's just like get the puck into the net. You see a bunch of people hitting each other, passing, shooting. And you could sit there for 20 minutes and be like, okay, I could probably get into this. Yeah. Football, it's like, okay, why did they do that? They ran it this time. Why didn't they throw it that yeah. time? You yeah. know, there's different. A little more intricate. Baseball little... would be the last thing I would show anybody. There's so many ins and outs. Like, I watch a game, and I know what all the players are thinking at any given moment, before a pitch, during a pitch, during the play, because I've been there. I've done that. I went through that in college. So before the pitch happens, I'm like, Okay, this is, you know, six different things are happening. And I played catcher in high school and then moved to shortstop in, in college. Oh God, so okay. I I was always the quarterback, whether it was of the entire field or of the infield. Like catcher, shortstop, and center field, depending on how your coach wants to structure the team, are your captains of that realm, right, generally speaking. So I always had to know what everybody was doing at all times within my realm because I was always the captain of, yeah. that, of that deal. So before the pitch happens, you know, on TV, it's pictures in the windup or whatever, and I'm like, eight different things are going through my head. And then, like, I can't sit down and enjoy a game of baseball because I'm just analyzing everything yep. because of, that's how I grew up so, and that's how yep. it always was. Yeah, baseball would be the last thing I would ever show to somebody if they were trying to get into just sports in general. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. It's so boring if you don't understand the rules. But once you understand it and have an appreciation for it, like you were saying – you may have some arguments against this because um, I think you're training some guys now, right? We'll get into that in a minute. But I would argue baseball is the least physically demanding sport of the major ones, at least from my experience, but the most technical and mentally demanding, whether that's technicality in physical, but you don't have to sit there and run a 4 4 or you don't have to sit there and, you know, I don't know, bench press 225 18 times like an O-line would. You don't have to do any of that. I never could. Either one of those things I stated I've never been able to do, and I got to play in college. So, um, it, But it's the most technically sound sport, and I think you have to be, which has some appreciation to it. But yeah. anyway, yeah. Yeah, that's something we'll, yeah, we'll talk about. You want a drink? Sure. You want, what, do you want, what do you want to sip on? Let's see. I mean, you can stick with tequila. I should probably rinse this out. Let's do a little bit of this. Pick your poison. 
I don't have the formaldehyde one up here anymore, I don't think. Oh, God, thank God. I don't even remember what that one was. I don't know either. I don't know if I want to remember. <laughs> I had this whiskey. Oh, yeah, I do have it. It's um, it's the smoked. Oh, it's that little bottle of, of Special Reserve. So this bottle right here, chat. Weller Special Reserve. I saw this thing on TikTok. That's the most great idea to start. Of pouring a bottle of whiskey into a like foil pan that you'd roast a turkey in. And putting it on my smoker at like 180, you know, whatever. And, you know, you let it smoke, cold smoke, for hell, I think it was like an hour or two hours or whatever. And then I strained it and poured it back into the bottle. So I was like, oh, cool, I got this like smoky flavor. And I tasted it and I was like, there's something off about this. I just don't like it. Maybe it's not for me. Well, John, I had given him a bottle that my little brother gave me at one point. It was a mesquite-smoked Crown Royal that you told me you liked at the time. Maybe your palate's changed since then. But he was, he he came over and tried it, and so I was like, here, just take it home. Like, I'm not going to drink this. I don't like this flavor. So I kind of thought that it was in the realm of that, and I was like, ah, it's just too smoky. I don't like it. So John came over one time, and I was like, here, try this. If you like it, take it home. He's like, okay. He tried it, and he goes, you know, I can't tell you what it tastes like, but the only the only memory I get is dissecting a frog like formaldehyde. And at that moment, I I closed the bottle, put it back on the shelf, and I've never opened it again because I just can't get that out of my head. That was, uh, yeah. So I that smell, just that that distinct smell. And he wasn't, and he wasn't wrong. Like after he tasted it, I was like, "Shut up!" You, you, like, come on, dude, formaldehyde. And I literally smelled it, and I was like, "That's what it is." Yep, <laughs> there it is. Yeah. So, oh. pick your poison. I think I'm gonna go back to. I'm gonna stick with tequila this evening. So I don't want to. I don't want to kill it. Maybe I'll do a little bit of that Knob Creek that's over your right shoulder there. Yeah. I think I got a. Is that? No, I can't see. You gotta finish that bottle so I can throw it away, okay? Oh God! I just scooped out. Thanks. One of the most important parts about knocked up after the shot is always having a beverage in your hand. So you get to MJP. What did you expect? Hmm. I don't know. I just know that when I went into MJP that that summer of 16 during an externship, it's kind of like a pretty much an internship. You're just not in college. You're not doing it for credit. I was doing it for more of oh, hopefully. Oh, so you, you started this the same way Jess did. It was the same program. I didn't realize yeah, that. I thought they yeah. hired you as a coach. Oh, okay, okay. okay, mm-hmm. okay. So I did that 12-week program, whatever it may have been. Yeah. Um, and my one thought was, hey, I'll, I want to get a job out of this sort of a deal. Sure. Like knowing, yeah. knowing the name. Michael Johnson and, and stuff like that. And, and I think one one piece that I'm not sure if this is completely true on, on my behalf. I, I just put in pieces of the puzzle together. But they at one point had worked with Williams Formula One team back in the day. They were doing some some work with their their uh, their pit crew um, and, and they were really doing a lot of like video video analysis and, and looking at um, just how the guys when they were changing tires, how to how to try to shave time off to make it faster for them is what they were what they were trying oh, to do. I've never thought about that. Mm-hmm. So they had done that. And I think that's that may have been one way that I found MJP. 
And then, uh, no, that, that summer I was just like, Hey, I'm here to learn as much as I can. And I want to see if I can get an opportunity out of it. And, um, towards the end, I was balancing that with, uh, the driving Academy that I was working for and ended up the, the director at the time, BMAC had reached out to me and said, Hey, we'd like to hire you on part-time and started part-time for several months. Not sure how long that took and then got on full-time and there we were went from there. Yep. There we were. Wow. So it was, I mean that the externship was really learning. I'm going to say the system, learning what they did there and, and how, if you were to coach a class, how things would work around a facility, um, how to understand, I guess, the different terminology, if you will. It yeah. seems like there's a lot of a lot of different terminology in this field, which is I'm not going to say unfortunate. There's just there's so much that can be that can be done, and people call it different things. Different. It's just it's. Well, I've experienced that just in sneak peek. John has actually been training me, um, giving me programs to work on that I do on a daily basis and everything like that uh, to help up my physical stature. And I'll read some things that he puts down. And I'll have to text him because I'm like, hmm. I can't give a good example. I'll have to think about it. But it'll be like arm day or something like that or like upper body day. You know, he usually breaks it out into like shoulders and, and back or something. Or it's just you're focused on mu- muscle groups. And I like read something. I'm like, that's a leg exercise, John. <laughs> you know, because the growing, like that's every that's everything I know, like leg exercise, yeah. you know, whatever. Oh, it was uh, it's still leg day, but uh, dumbbell thrusters. Okay, you call it dumbbell thrusters, and that's like the squat to like overhead press. Overhead press, cool. Like that's fine. Call it thrusters, mm-hmm. like whatever. Thrusters to me are glute bridges. Oh. So for like the first two weeks, I'm like doing glute bridges, and then like two days later is another leg day. So it's like legs, arms. I don't remember how it's broken. Legs, arms, legs, cardio, whatever it is. And like two days later, it was like glute bridges. I was like. I just did these, John. Like, why am I doing wow. these again? Like, you don't have anything else in your bag? <laughs> and then I was like, I looked it up, and John has a little YouTube video links to all the stuff. God forbid I just click on one of the links and figure it out, right? I just tried to figure it out on my own, which was dumb. And I go back and watch the dumbbell thrusters, and I was like, uh. <laughs> so I did uh, dumbbell thrusters on glute bridge day for like two weeks and then switched it up. So hey, it's it, part of it, it got done. But yeah, it was good. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I can see how the terminology would be ridiculous. I mean, there's even in the track and field world, you think it's okay, hey, just track and field, but it, there's so much. It is what it is. Yeah, I think it's it's just it gets confusing for athletes because you hear right certain yeah. people say one thing and then they go to practice. So if you're working with a coach and let's just say a performance coach and they're saying one thing, then you go to your practice and that other coach is saying another thing, and then you go somewhere else and they're saying it's just oh my, and you're doing the same exact thing. It's just it's all the same stuff. It's all the same stuff, just different. It, it is what it is. Yeah. So you enjoyed yeah. your time at MJP. Learned oh. a lot. And I, you got uh, to, from from my understanding, you got to work with a lot of like cool athletes. I mean, not not just like run of the mill, random people. I mean, these were like name lucky. droppers. Super super lucky for the opportunity that I was given, the opportunity that I had there. Um, really started off. I mean, it was it was a grind, and I think that's what this field is and a lot of this if if you're a a coach or a personal trainer or like a like a sports performer whatever it may be Mm -hmm. but it is an absolute just grind i mean you're it's you can't put a time time frame on on your weekly work it's just you're constantly just plugging along whether it's you're actually working or you're trying to do some sort of research or you're i mean it just keeps on going on but in the beginning it was 
it was a grind because I just wanted to, I wanted to prove myself. I just wanted to be, um, I guess an asset. I wanted to learn. I want to be a great coach, whether I were to stay there, or go somewhere else, whatever it may have been. Sure. Um, so in the beginning it was, it was a lot of youth athletes. And I think the, the youth athletes is like, let's say middle school, high school. I was about in, to ask, like what does youth range. mean to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the, the one thing that I really appreciate about that just age range is they're still learning. They're still developing. There is still so much for them to, to understand, whether it be patterns, them building their strength, their speed, what, whatever it may have been. Um, I think that's just one thing about the youth side of things is that they're so typically just they're new, they're green, they're this is all it's all brand spanking new, the stuff that they're doing. So you yeah. get kids coming in that can't that can't skip that. So it, it's cool to see, especially at that young age, watching them progress because typically their progression is much quicker. They will progress even if they're sitting at home on the couch playing video games. But it's cool to see a young athlete grasp something and 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 ace something. Maybe it not maybe it's not a hundred percent, but just getting better at it. It's, yeah, it's cool. one of the one of the coolest things. And say they they come back, they made they made that college team or they're getting more playing time or they, they got that off or whatever it may have been, or, Hey, they, they just got off the bench on the JV team and now they're playing. It's, it's just cool accomplishments and achievements that you see them come back with a smile on their face and they hug yeah, you, give me. you a smile, shake your hand, whatever it is. It's, it's that, those are the moments that, uh, that as a coach, you can't nothing I, to me, nothing beats it. All the work pays off at all, that point. All the work and, and all that, all the struggle. It's it's even on been, their, their side of things. I've been it's so. super cool to you know work with those professional athletes, but I mean at least in my mind, when you're at a high level like that, you're already performing. You're, you you as a coach are probably like refining. Oh yeah. If, um, oh so yeah, on the professional level, that's a right. So just showing the difference, like people yeah. are like, oh, it'd be so much cooler just to like work with Tyreek Hill or work with you know these you know athletes or. Uh, Lamar or Patrick Mahomes or, you know, some obviously all football, but whatever. And yeah, I feel like it's cool, but they're at the top. So as a coach, you're refining and trying to find little bits that are trying to make it a little bit better. Right. Mm -hmm. But on the youth side, you are the development of trying to make them better. So it's super more, more rewarding. Like you don't see the, you know, four, 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 turn, turn into a four, three for Tyreek. Cool. He's not going to be like, yeah, coach John did that for me. But that little kid's gonna remember you if he gets to go up, you know. And even if it's and sorry, Tyreek probably like four <laughs> one into a four zero, right? I mean, my bad, homie. And it's uh, it's like at at some points you you may be a big part of uh, a coach being a big part of someone's life, kind of like what what Ned and Dave were for for sure. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where it, it's kind of started for me. But um, even just being a a small sliver of just someone's just story their journey not even a story but their journey going forward and if it, if you could just help them out in the slightest way as a coach i think that is hey whatever comes next comes next whether you continue to to play in college or not that's again that's your decision but i hopefully i helped you learn something new whatever it may have been right. give you the best opportunity for you to do whatever you so please yeah that's again just your your choice to do whatever you want and, and go from there but yeah from the youth to the professional side oh goodness it's I bet you're dealing with a lot of prima donnas too, right? Eh. No, I maybe not yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would just assume you get some of those people that are like, "Bro, I know how to do this. Like, I'm just checking off a box. My contract says I have to do this." I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but there's there's times where you're, a lot of time we're still trying to develop something. You're still trying to. It's it's when when people say if you if you don't 
If you don't use it, you lose it. That's 100% true yeah. Acro- oh, yeah. across the board for anything from strength to stamina to speed. Um, there are certain ranges if you don't do maximum velocity, so like top end speed training. If you're not sprinting at a, a very high intensity, mm-hmm. every once every four to six days in that range, then you're most likely going to lose at a certain percentage, yada, yada, yada. It's that um, quick, huh? Yeah, it's, it's wow. wild. It is wild. So if I were to go out and sprint right now, yeah. I told, a good idea. I told Jess uh, the other day uh, about running. It may have been actually today when we were driving home. We dropped off Blakely, and uh, something came up about running, and I was like, you know what? I hate running. Hate it. Sprinting, running, jogging. We covered that 30 minutes ago at the beginning of this podcast, right? I've learned that at my age in my friend group, I don't have to be the fastest. Because if I'm ever going to be at a full sprint, it is because I'm running away from something that can kill me. Yep. And if I'm running away from something that can kill me, I'm probably not alone. Hunting, zombies with my family. I'm definitely faster than my dad. Bye. You know, like I love the guy, but all I got to do is be faster than the slowest guy. I knew you were going to say that. I knew, I knew you were going. As soon as you started never, this, I knew that's exactly where you're going. I am never, ever going to be a high-performance athlete, and I have come to terms with that. I like I have my specialties. John is helping me through physically for archery and hunting, and my cardio needs to come up, and my uh, lung capacity and stuff, and we're working through that. But I will never be a high-performance athlete, and I have come to terms with that, and I'm okay with that. So as long as I can be faster, I just got to make sure when the zombie apocalypse hit, you and I are not together because I'm slower than you, <laughs> and I'll be the one that dies. So You'll be very selective on who we're with at that point. <laughs> It's like, oh, the world's going to shit. And text John, sorry, we can't see each other ever again. <laughs> nice knowing you. Nice see you on the other side or something like that. <laughs> because I'm done. Like, if that ever hit and it was my wife and I, oh, God. It, Jess would sprint 20 yards below both ACLs because they are just like rubber bands. I should be laughing at that. It's so it's true. Oh, goodness. I it's know so she's true. had the knees. And problems. I'd be gone. So I don't have any worries there. Love you, babe. But <laughs> sorry, about she's you. faster than I am. But durability is an issue. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, goodness. But anyway, got off on a tangent. <clears throat> but no, let's see. Um, yeah, so, I mean, the first first several months, I mean, first, I'm going to say first couple of years, I never really ever got out of working with youth in some aspect at MJP. In the beginning, it was a lot of youth, a lot of evaluation. So when an athlete would come in, um, it was it was pretty, I'm going to just say standard, standard for what we were doing there. And an athlete would go through um, – an evaluation where we would see a bunch of different things from just anthropometric measurements, just kind of getting their height, their weight. We did body fat, just kind of collecting a bunch of information, which went into a huge database, which was amazing that we were able to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, then we did just kind of like a screening, seeing how their body moves in, in, in space, just very simple stuff. And then we did a little performance evaluation and that went off to the coach and that was, I was part of that. And then you just kind of see where the athlete came in. So say they ran a 40 yard dash when they came in, athlete did it in five seconds. Okay. After, whatever package they bought and you test them again or you do what we were doing is every every three weeks or so you would just do kind of a an intercession testing so we just collect the 40-yard dash every uh, on a monday or whatever it may have been just to see where the athlete's progressing so it was kind of yeah. cool to see the progression within your training along a period of time no the youth side was fun and then uh luckily got able or got into and was able to work on the high performance side um so the high performance is we'll just say collegiate and upward so collegiate professional if you want to loop in Olympic with Olympics or Olympians with professional, oh, yeah, I say sure. they're two of the same. Yeah, um, I mean, they're professional in their sport. 
and that was uh yeah, yeah and something i never would have expected to, to be able to work with almost every every major sport or either work with assess or give like support of sorts so whether that be like a remote support where we'd be working with these athletes whether it was in China at some point, Azerbaijan, Trinidad, Tobago, and being able to, to supply them, get on calls, programming, whatever it may have been. Um, it was, it was just cool. It was, it was very cool. And then being able to travel again, that's something that was, I wouldn't say on my bucket list. It was just one thing that I really wanted to do was put my, my career, my, my career, my passion, what I love to do education. I wanted to, I want to be able to travel, would love traveling. I love traveling right now. And just kind of be able to put those things together. And then the, the third tangent, which is well, something we'll get into at some point. But uh, just throw in motorsport in there someday. Yeah, right. Oh, it was a good segue into uh, China. So that was a big part of your MJP experience, which is super cool. That only – I mean, I think it's super cool. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, a handful of people get to experience. So t- tell tell us about that. Don't remember what year it was. I'm going to say maybe my, my second or third year when I was at MJP. Um, I think the gentleman that had the account, he was moving into a different position. And I think that kind of just, it was, it was track and field. Me being one of the, the track and field, I think there were only like two people from track and field there. Kind of surprising when you think about it, like Michael Johnson. Yeah, right. I feel you like there'd be more people from track and field background. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of mended right into this position quite well. And I wouldn't say I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I can't, wouldn't say that. I, I didn't expect what was going to happen. So, I mean... I get these documents and he's and kind of going through, Hey, this is what you have to end up translating. You'll, you'll work with the translator to get these documents translated and they'll give you stuff and you had to put it in and you had to then send it off. It was just like, Oh, it was, I was like, Holy cow. Um, I never even out. thought about the language barrier. You oh. just blew my mind. I don't know why I'd never thought about that. Mm-hmm. That was uh so we were, I was trying to take everything that I was doing in my own mind. I'd put it on paper and there'd be one sheet of, english and then the other one of mandarin i was trying to translate back Holy and forth and making sure they were proper and, and stuff like that and i was trying to get videos as well and be able to send that to them so yep. kind of same same idea that that we're doing yep um and then i would work with try to work with the coaches try to work with directly with the athletes would be messaging them trying to luckily the the app wechat has a nice little translation feature that's it actually does quite well really? um yep so you could translate text right there or if they were to send something you could just click on it and translate it right away and then luckily I had a translator and she was a great train. I mean, unbelievable. Granted, the only one I've really ever worked with, but being able to work with her, she made my life so much easier of just, Hey, she would really make sure that everything was coming across properly, which was, which okay. made my life uh, easy, especially when I was here in the U S and everyone else was over in different provinces in China. And then, uh, came my time. I, can't believe but I've, I've been over to china oh gosh five six seven times like what areas or is it always the main a main, one main area uh big city shanghai went up to fuzhou which is on the coast and then down um over to down over but to beijing as well um so two main cities um two of them were mainly what they were calling them. So it was a, it was a Nike China. So it was Nike China youth track and field. So it was all of these kind of upcoming talent. And it was again, very cool what they were doing, big ID camps and, and stuff like that. And, um, just picking out the, the talent that they saw, Hey, this can be future talent. Sure. And, um, a lot of these kids were fast. 
and I when I was going over there and watching their their mechanics, how meticulous they are on the track with their mechanics and in the weight room, it was just I was just sitting. I was I was it still blows my mind. It's still one of the coolest things I've ever been to been able to experience. Um, but that that first time going over there was was hairy. Never been out of the country. That was the first time I've ever been out of the country. Was going to straight going, straight into the thick of it. Going to China. Well, I mean, if you think about it, you Shanghai. went from you went from Connecticut to Alabama, so you did the you, you did the American, <laughs> the American version, yeah. and then if you wanted to go international, you're like, well, I guess we'll go from the globe. Texas to yep. Shanghai. That was. Uh, I've always I, wanted to go. I heard it's really like pretty in some areas. You know, go, having an architecture degree in college, like I would really like oh. to go see some of the stuff. And we'll get into that. But that that first trip. But I also don't want to see some of the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same thing here. Yeah. And, and well, that's true. I guess anywhere you go. Nobody wants to go to like South Dallas, you know. Hey, you never know. But that first trip, I. It was when I say Harry, it was more of the experience. It, well, the entire thing it was more of the buildup. So I was going to present. So that was one thing that we would do is we would present to the, the national coaches there or just the provincial coaches. So we would present to them some sort of a topic, whatever, whatever they deemed that they needed more information on okay, um, or just wanted more inf- education on. So what well. was your title? If you had one, like from MJP to go do this, were you like their like Olympic coach or I mean, would you say that or like or just a liaison? Just um, yeah, I guess more of like a liaison, just kind of a, a kind of a contracted coach. It was just a performance specialist from MJP. MJP worked with, um, Nike and MJ had a, a big Nike, Nike deal. I mean, the gold, gold yeah. spice when he was running in the yeah. Olympics. I mean, you can't, can't forget that. And that yeah. worked into, um, worked into MJP. And that's how kind of this contract came together was the Nike track and field or at least Nike China. Gotcha. And, and one thing led to the next. So it was more of, um, they were utilizing the education and knowledge from MJP to educate their coaches and work and just kind of support the athletes. So Got the it. coaches there would work with the athletes. I mean, day in and day out, and I would just kind of be on the backside looking at videos, whether it be acceleration videos, coming out of the blocks, topping, whatever it may have been, and just being able to analyze uh, it and try okay, to send it back okay. to them. So you weren't their um, sole coach. No, no, no. I was more on the See, I always, the I guess I always misunderstood that. Mm-hmm. I, I was thought more on, you were like, like it. Mm-hmm. I was, I was know? more on the back end supporting them. And, and that was kind of the, the tricky part when being over there was um, you don't want to step on the coach's toes. You want to, you really want to stay on, um, your your own boundaries know what you're doing um and and know what you're trying to accomplish together your yourself as kind of the the support team with the coach their coach yeah their, their physical coach um but that was one thing and and that first trip what <laughs> had to send over a presentation so i was working late the the night before my flight the next morning the next day whenever it was and i had to send it over to them so they can Translate it or just double check it, whatever, just to make sure it was it was ready and set to go. So I went into MJP and um, went to MJP with my wife and was finishing a couple things up. Had to get a couple things off the server. It may have been videos, whatever it may have been. And uh, one thing, we walk back out to the car and I open up my door and my wife opens up to her door and she's like, "Why is there glass over your passenger seat?" So there was a. This is back when all the baseball fields were over behind MJP back there. Okay. So there was big tournaments going on. I think it was during the summer. I had to have been because that was the first time was August when I went over to Shanghai. And um, This was the day before? This was the day before. My wallet was still in my car. 
wallet gone, credit cards gone, cash gone in my wallet. The day before you travel literally like across 12, the world. <laughs> 12 to 15 hours before I left. Oh, my God. I was sitting there. The amount of phone calls I made within 10 minutes. Credit card companies, the, just the credit card companies, the banks, calling the my Holy directors or bosses smokes. above me, just kind of and, and getting in contact with the person, kind of the main um, – director if you want to call her that that i was talking to in china just trying sure, to get yeah. everyone just trying to hey this is what just happened and then luckily you only need a passport and the visa which was in the passport to go on over there so my car how did you pay up, for anything uh, or is I it all stipends got basically taken care okay, of when yeah, i was yeah. over there which was re- which was very nice and super grateful for that too but uh that was i mean talk about the first time going over there it was just so like, homeboy had nothing but a passport and it was just like bye jenna we're about to find figure out <laughs> if i come home or not just Oh I'm here my now, so I God, came home. That is but... ridiculous. So that was kind of the. I never knew that. We're gonna get your toes in. The... No, we're not getting your toes wet. Here, you're jumping to the deep end. Have at it. I, I, I'm going to assume the answer to this is no, but I'm assuming you never like held anybody responsible for that, or just a random smash and grab. Adios. No, police came and they they hit. I think it was five to ten cars they hit that evening. Was it your your car? It was a silver one. Yeah, the SRT four. Yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 and then. Uh, yeah, so that was a that was a beginning to uh that trip and no other than that, I mean, going over there, I think the one big thing was just being able to immerse immerse into the culture and as you were saying, kind of seeing um the architecture and just again the the culture and their food, it was amazing. If I were to go over there and not know what I was doing or I didn't have a translator, I Oh god, I, I couldn't even imagine. I couldn't imagine. So it was I mean Everything was taken care of, and lucky I was able to. Translator was taking me out when the first time I went out to, to Shanghai to see the city. I mean, it's just it, it's spectacular. Is what it is. It yeah. is it is so cool. It was awesome to see. I mean, um, lucky to see that Trinidad and Tobago as well. They, I mean, the hospitality over there. They're amazing people. Gorgeous com- or company, yeah. Gorgeous country. I country, mean the. Yeah. The beaches, the mountains. It's just we're so skewed in the in the so U.S. Cool about like we have the best shit you know like every time you see something from a different country you're like oh i'm not going there you know unless you really do something i just i just feel like that's kind of the vibe that we put off it's like hey you want to come see something beautiful come to california california you know let's go to some of these other places australia tokyo northern china and all those mountains like are you kidding me like Someday. Yeah, I don't know. Like, we need to kill that mantra because I've wanted to go forever. I keep telling Jess that we should go to Tokyo, but I'm terrified. Why is that? Not of going to Tokyo, but I'm terrified of going there and not having a translator. Or, like, not being able to communicate at all. And uh, that's one and thing. And I'm like, I, like, I have no problem talking to somebody. And obviously, I'm American. I go over there. They're like, mm, tourist, no big deal. But at the same time, I have to be able to communicate with these people, like, "Hey, bro, where where's my hotel? Oh yeah, or where am I sleeping? Oh yeah, or I want six scorpions instead of seven, you know? I don't know. I, that would be one of the coolest experiences ever. But I'd have to figure out the how I would, I don't know, Google Translate maybe. I was and throwing the AirPods in and just. That I have is no one idea. thing about going to, especially countries um, that may not or. English language definitely isn't of, I'm not going to say it's not very popular, but yeah, going over there, like you, to me, I think it's, you, you need to know what you're, what you're doing, where you have to go, what you're getting yourself into. That's, that's just how I, how I view it. Um, uh, people will be like, yeah, no, we just went on, went on a whim and we figured it out ourselves. So 
it's almost like a to each their own but i'm one of those people that i need to know exactly I'm too much of a planner yeah yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah like i can get there and have a good time on vacation if i don't know what i'm doing but but like my well-being i'm a planner like if it comes to fun yeah whatever you want to go to this restaurant you want to go do this hike you want to go do this tour you want to go do this buggy ride cool let's ride oh, yeah. but i need to know where i'm sleeping tonight and what i'm eating like, I have to plan that. I don't know. That's just the way I grew up, I guess. But the food is what has me intrigued, man. I bet the I, food was awesome. It was. <laughs> this is just one thing where one of my, my wife's, one of her favorite food is just Chinese food. I don't know why. It's maybe just like a guilty pleasure. Apparently, every time I was in China, she would go to uh, Panda Express and get Chinese food. It's like that. It's like that weird mental thing between husband know. and wife to where it's like, oh, he's probably eating Panda Express. So I'm going to go. <laughs> right. That was one thing I didn't I didn't know what I was It was interesting. It was awesome to um experience the I'm just going to say Chinese cuisine. <clears throat> um we would every every once in a while every so often go to go to a dinner um and it would be a nice big round table. And this was actually really cool. It was a nice big round table and in the middle um I guess you could call it a lazy susan technically and it would just rotate it'd be on an electric rotator and just rotate. So it's pretty much I mean seafood and Seafood. Oh my god, no, dude! I mean, Talk like dirty to me. Number one, it Talk was dirty I mean, to me. fresh too. So oh, it was, it right? Was super. Oh my god, it was unbelievable. It's not that but gold I mean, shrimp's been frozen for three god. weeks, and you go to Kroger. Yeah, three yeah. weeks was generous, by oh, the way. Super generous. Anyway, That's, but it was. I mean, some of the food that I was able to eat was unbelievable. Um, what was the best I, thing you ever had there? Oh goodness. I mean, did you? Did this might be my ignorance, but sushi. Did you have any sushi Actually, over no. there? Is it not really a big deal over there like mm-hmm. it is in America? No. No? I don't think it's not necessarily – I don't think about – I actually never had it in China. I don't know if sushi's too big in China. I could be completely wrong. More of a, like maybe like a Tokyo thing think, or like I, a Japan-Korean thing. I could be completely wrong. Yeah, I have no idea. Don't quote me on that. No, I have no idea. I'm not sure either. But I think one of my – I need a fact checker. Honestly. I need to hire a fact yeah. checker. Hey. Yeah. Help, please. I need um, Jamie from the Joe Rogan <laughs> podcast to be in the corner over there and be like, hey, look that up. Behind everyone's yeah. just looking at it. One day, brother. Yeah. One day. Yeah. Um, I need that number two in the left-hand corner to have about six zeros behind it, and then maybe I'll get there. <laughs> We're having fun, though. No. Um, yeah, we are. And I think one no of the – No sushi. One of the, it's got to be a Tokyo thing, a Japan I, thing. I think so. Anyway. I think it is. One of the – and I think there's there are places here in Dallas that you can do it as well, but it's called Hot Pot. So what it would be is oh yeah I've seen that yeah you get you kind of your own it's little, all raw yep all yeah. raw you own the mini little pot and it's put on a little burner and um you can I think there's kind of different broths if you will if you want to make a spicy okay. one or just kind okay. of a generic one and then meats seafood I mean you have the shrimp that come Dip out it for a couple sh- seconds seafoods the the shrimp are still wiggling they're still alive you put it in the boiling water beautiful when you talk about fresh and you just pop them out Dude, and break stop. them apart I mean it's stop that was probably those are my favorite I had we had done that a couple of times and That's even cool. with the, the athletes was come along as well I'd like and to take you to one here so you could be like this compare. is garbage I know that's my problem with eating Chinese food here yeah it's just that would be fun for us to go do that like as a be. like as a group thing with the wives and be like hey let's go do this and then john shows up and he's like this is garbage and we're all like this is so good <laughs> what and this is a funny part too so and as you said earlier about like the tourist sort of a deal um <laughs> when i was in just no matter where i was at whether we were at a restaurant or if we were in like a, a dining hall wherever it was they would they as in waitresses or we'll just say waitresses waiters they would always bring out silverware. 
I would always I would always have chopsticks, and that's how I would in China. In China, yeah, yeah. I would always be carrying around chopsticks, and I would use chopsticks when we'd go to any place to eat. You carried around your own chopsticks? No, no. Well, as in like if they would give us. Oh, them okay. at I didn't know if that was a thing in China. No, it's no, like no. it's like here when you got like your own you know belt buckle I, or your own like pocket I, knife that I carry around. You just rock your own chopsticks. I, Is that I, not a thing? I wish I had bought a <laughs> set. Yeah, yeah. Or a pair, a set. something. I wish a I had set. bought chopsticks when I was like a re- like a genuine. Yeah, I wish I had purchased them when I was. I got over some there. Amazon chopsticks downstairs. I, that was one thing, and a tea set. I would love just to have it. I a think it's tea so. Set. Yeah, hmm. tea is something that's huge over there, and the tea is amazing. I'd just be like, an evening after dinner, oh, you want to go get tea, and you go down to this nice little. Really. I'm gonna say a, a parlor. It's not. I don't even know what you want to call it, but they have their tea set up, and everyone would just pour tea and just kind of sit there, relax, and conversate, or they would conversate, and I would just kind of. Sit there and watch their emotions and stuff like that and go from there. It's got to be the wildest thing. Being at a dinner, you don't understand anything. It's, oh, gosh. Talk about It's like going to your in-laws for the first time. You're like, I'm not saying a word. The amount of times it was just, oh, cheers, and everyone come over. Thank you for being here. I mean, it was just red wine. Red wine. I, I had, I, and, and sake as well, but red wine mainly. It was red wine would be at dinner, and then you would have your little wow. little sake shot right See, there. See, how ignorant I am being an Had American. to always be full because just get ready. Someone come over, maybe tap you on the shoulder, or someone across the table. Just so you just get plastered you. every night because you're just I having mean, to take a shot every time somebody stands up and thanks you. I was getting to a point where I was like, okay, easy. <laughs> come on now. You take I half never, the shot and never, kind of fuss it off. Just, uh, so back to the silverware, they'd always bring you silverware because you were American? They like were trying they to bring me a fork and spoon in my, yep, always. Wow. Yep. I mean, that's... And I, w- I would take it and I would just, I mean, leave it by the side, but I would always, I'd want to use the chopsticks. I think it's, I want to say fun it's it's fun it's cool and it's more I, I guess it's just your again getting into i like using chopsticks i do too i'm terrible oh i, I hold them so completely bad. wrong i use but chopsticks i'm really good at sushi with chopsticks because that's easy but like fried rice and stuff i get like three grains of rice and then like a whole piece of steak and i'm like that'll work you know <laughs> i'll eat all the rice at the end when i can shovel it into my mouth the rice and then so bad there'd be like peas and stuff like that there where you're just chasing around the bowl trying to get the thing because they're or noodles and then they bring you the fork dude it was it was <laughs> they're probably watching the, like, the waitress uh, is over there like yeah you see that white guy over exactly there? yep god it dude. was the stuff that i struggled with the most were more of like the noodles especially when it was like a bigger dinner and the noodles were kind of going really? around on this on this lazy season i would try to get like a like, kind of a ramen style or like pad thai style yeah similar in a oh. way um and i would try to get into it and i would try to get them out and they would kind of be in a broth but i would try to get them out and they would just I couldn't close the chopsticks enough, and they would just start drooping out. And I would, like, literally pick them up and be one. I'd put the one on my like plate. Like, you kind of spin it on your fork like we do here for spaghetti, and it just starts to, to slide. I was trying to loop them around, and oh it just never God. worked. So I was like, I'm, I'm done with this. I'll stick to this. I've never food. tried chopsticks and noodles. I'm not a big noodles person. I think I'd probably stay away from it because, like, everything we have here is so high in sodium. Because, like, if you want ramen, it's just shit and broth, honestly. Like, you'd have to go to a good place to get decent ramen. Yeah. I have nothing against it. I'd love to try a good ramen uh, or, or a similar dish. Like, again, it's my ignorance showing through of, of, of that of that culture. Um, but I just, no, I've never tried that with noodles. It's always with just like fried rice or sushi or something. And I'm also probably just trash with chopsticks, too. Well, I mean, yeah. That's part of it. That's, yeah, who cares? Yeah. I'm still learning. Yeah. I'm learning. But no, yeah, I think food would be phenomenal. How is the. Food is uh, amazing. Now, you were over there with, <clears throat> I mean, a high performance training center so you weren't just like rolling by yourself how are the sleeping arrangements and like just day-to-day life is that so different than it is here 
I think for what they were, they were hosting a camp. So they kind of had access to um, either, either I was in a hotel and I think all the athletes were in a hotel as well, or it was more of that, like a campus and okay. you would almost be in like a, I'm going to say a, a dorm at the campus, which is similar to like a hotel room. Um, and that's pretty much what it was. So, I mean, it was similar to the hotels that you would see here or a, a, a dorm at a campus. It was quite similar to it. Um, it again, nothing was in English, so trying to turn on the TV and flip through the channels. <laughs> I couldn't channels, imagine. It's just, I mean, I, I don't understand any of this, but it's just noise in the background and really? trying to put on like a a sleep or whatever it was on the remote, try to turn the thing off. Oh at my night. God. It's just John for a half hour trying to figure Honestly, out which was this button menu That's sleep. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. even imagine. So that was, uh, oh. I mean, such problems, huh? Yeah. I first mean, world problems. Gosh. I mean, people come over here and go through the, the same stuff. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, I would love to yeah. go one day. It's uh, so did you, was it, uh, I got to ask the burning question. Did you have a bidet? Or was it like normal no. toilet situation? Uh, there was actually one time where there was no toilet. It was just a hole in the ground. Shut the at front a, door. At a restaurant. That, at a restaurant? That caught me by surprise, big time. We were at... It was like, at, I could see maybe like a hole in the wall, like, hotel that you were like sloughing off before you got to the... Or like you had to stop off at the local Chinese 7-Eleven and take a grumpy before you hit the plane, but... Nope. Uh, the, at the hotels and the dorms and even at like the, the track and field, the, the, the facility, if you want to call it that normal toilets and then we went to it was a hot pot dinner one night and we were at the athletes and so need to use the the restroom or the washroom and go over to it open the door and there was just a hole in the ground and i was sitting there like stop that's the first time i've seen this was it the worst smell you've ever smelled in your life i don't remember i yeah. probably tried to phase that and yeah probably you, i mean you just, just thrown up everywhere <laughs> that's crazy the only time i've ever seen that here in the states is they have those at national parks so if you go to like Yellowstone, they don't, it's just like a big porta potty in the ground that they come pump out, right? Because there's so huh. many visitors. You stop off to go see like the geysers at Yellowstone. That was my first experience with it. And you're literally just like squatting over a hole. Swear to God. Really? We have them been here. There? Maybe I just didn't go to the bathroom when I was there. Yeah. And not like at the main campuses where you see like Old Faithful, those are yeah. normal bathrooms. But I mean, if you're off the beaten path a little, yeah, exactly. If you're off the beaten path and there's a, you know, a parking lot with like 10 parking spots and you want to go do your own huh. hike tour deal, there's always just like a unisex bathroom. All I can speak of is Yellowstone, but I, you know, it's a national park service. So I'd have to assume they run the same program everywhere. And yeah, that was the first time ever I had to like, and I just had to take a whiz or whatever. So I go in and I'm like, well, this is strange. Different. Yeah. It was the craziest. And you've seen it's like 10 feet deep and it's literally just a porta potty, right? I mean, it's, it's just a big ass porta potty. And they have trucks that come around and run them out every now and again. I'm yeah. just like, this is the wildest thing ever. Yeah. So I'm assuming very similar circumstances. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. So I, I understand what you're going through because I walked in there and I was like, I mean, this doesn't matter to me much, but my wife's next door squatting and I hope she doesn't fall in. <laughs> you know? I mean, the hole's not big enough, but. It is what it is. You know, okay. you, gr you grab a leg through there, shit goes wrong. Oh god! Tear an ACL. You, you slip on something. <laughs> oh Stop. god! Stop. That's yeah. Ugh, just gonna... made me gag just thinking about it. That's <laughs> terrible. That is so terrible. Oh goodness. So, um, I mean, I know we're on air and live and stuff, but I, I bring up a day because I just installed one. God, did you really? I fucking love it. Oh god! I love it so much. I threw it in the master like three weeks ago. Didn't know how I felt about it. 
but I had one on the Amazon wish list for a while, you know, and go in and it's like 50% off. And I'm like, fuck it, I'm doing it, right? If I don't like it, I spend 20 bucks and it's it's whatever, you know. Install it. First couple times are a little weird. Now I'm like, if I'm up here, we're upstairs right now for the people that are watching. They're upstairs at my house and my master's downstairs. If I'm up here working and it's just like the moment hits and I'm like, I got to go now. And I got to go in that bathroom behind the wall over there. I'm upset about it. Because I'm like, I, sh- I should have made it downstairs to go to the bidet. It is the weird. It just looked at me the same way, but I'm telling you, dude, you got to try it. Oh, God. You got to try it. It's the weirdest thing, but it works. Jen and I have, we, I mean, I feel like her parents have one too. I'm not sure. But someone said, you guys should get one as well. So we've heard. Yeah. Hey. And I was always the biggest skeptic because I'm like, that's super strange. But I was just like, you know what? Open-minded, I'm going to try it. So I tried it. And it's so nice. You just clean AF after you're done. It's like taking a shower that you're done. So I mean, hey, East, I mean, that, it is what it is. It is what it is. It's pretty it's, easy. It's I nice. mean, but we're not opposed. Uh, I'm still, I'm still stuck up on the red wine. I can't get that out of my head. Was it better than what you've ever had here, mm. or was it just what they do? I think it was comparable to. Like your Josh's over here. Like the, the That's their like standard like Bud standard, Light, if you will. I think it was a, it seemed huh. like a pretty standard wine that we were, we were drinking. I don't, again, don't remember it. I just don't remember what it tasted. I mean, red wine. Can't say it was an expensive one. Can't yeah. say it was a super cheap one. It was. Well, I mean, that tells me everything I need to know because I like red wine. Mm-hmm. I like to drink red wine. And if I were to go to Napa, I'd be like, okay, I can tell you if this is good red wine or not. Or yeah. like, will we go to a winery or out? And I'm like, oh, they have this red wine. I'm like, cool i'll have a glass or if they have this i'm like i'll have a bottle you know like there's a difference so that tells me everything i didn't know to where it's like it's just what they drink yeah and it's not it's not like a staple if you will i don't think so i think it was just a uh, here's red wine and everyone was drinking it and i think and there was also there were also beers that people i think heineken was the big beer i think really heineken maybe getting that a german beer either way i think when i saw the beer there and i was like you guys drink that here? Not that I, I don't know, super ignorant of me being like, that's here sort of a deal. Yeah. I, got, um, I, mean, I, I mean, you just heard my response, same ignorance, but Heineken would have been my last, would have been one of my last guesses though, for it being a German beer over like at a, I don't even know what I would have considered. Okay. Maybe. Ah, shit. I, guess, I mean, I guess it's just as close as like Foster's coming from Australia. Right. I mean, I think I'd have been just as surprised to see some guy walking down the street with a Cooter's Light. Yeah, true. I mean, that's way far that, away. That, I'd be like, wow. Yeah. Wow. What? Why? Yeah. Keystone. You could, just, there's so many other choices. You, you, you stumble upon a campus and there's a college party going on. And there's just a keg of Keystone. And you're like, where am I? Alabama? <laughs> see, I tied that in. Alabama. <laughs> uh, uh, so you're in China. You're this world traveler. You train these, you train these athletes. And then you come back here, work for them for a little bit. And then, you know, things happen and that company is no longer. So tell me what you're doing now. Brag about yourself a little bit. Yeah. Um, no, it's cool, man. It's, it's a big deal. So as of, well, I pretty much, I've, I've, I've been doing it for a little while. So I've been, I've still been since um, the, since the closing, been still working with athletes. Um mainly youth 
a um, couple of professionals, so working with the MLB, well, working MLB offseason right now, just working with mainly one, um, just kind of assisting with a second, just making sure he doesn't kill himself. No, he just makes sure he's doing things right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I, as, as of last week, just made it, I guess, public that I have decided to or launch my, my own business. That's um, awesome. So just using my name, so Rettmeyer Performance Training, and, and as of right now, I'm working with <laughs> – so in person, in person athletes again, youth up to professional, um, going to be able to do remote, remote coaching, remote programming. So being able to do something um, over over an application, or if someone likes a, a PDF with videos in it better, then either way we'll be able to work with that. Um, doing a little bit of nutrition coaching. Um, again, not a registered dietitian. I can't I can't really treat any medical conditions or anything like that. Can't yep. diagnose, so have to kind of take my step back I can't do um a fair amount of, of stuff on that end and then um adult so the the adult fitness is a a new thing I I've done I've done it in the past at uh up in New York at Velocity Sports Performance and then I also did it um a little bit down here but more for adults that wanted to compete so these guys they were two guys that I had worked with um wanted to compete in what they call masters track and field. So it's just okay. track and field for, I'm just going to say the older generation. So there's, I think like there's age ranges, so 35 to let's say 40. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but there's like certain age blocks you compete in and you pick what event you want to do. You could run hundred meter dash, 200 meter dash, whatever you'd like. So these gentlemen were uh, competing for that. So again, we were still working on running mechanics, trying to make it so they would, be safe, not get injured and, and go yeah. from there. But this uh, adult fitness is more for people that want to improve their health, improve their fitness. Maybe they want to make a change. Maybe they want to lose weight, whatever it may be. Um, so I think that's, that's where we're starting. And I think there's going to be going, going forth with the business. There's going to be iterations. Things are going to change. Something's going to have more, more priority than, than yeah. others. But there's, I think two, two more things that I'm, I'm looking to, I want to say launch, but put out and and i know where i want to go with it and in, in the end and this is a dream i've tried to i've been chasing and will continue to chase until i accomplish it and that's putting motorsport in together with this yeah so. no, that's super cool yeah I, I was super excited for you whenever i mean we've chatted about it long before you launched publicly uh about running your own business and stuff um Cause we've been doing it for, or my wife has been doing it for a minute and then started, you know, the knocked up outdoors brand. And, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a cool journey to see you kind of go through that and start the own company. And then when you dropped, uh, just, I mean, having everything ready, all the social medias, the website, the, the whole thing, having a program together and, and ready to rock and roll has been, been really cool. It's been really cool to see. Um, that's fun stuff to me too. Yeah, I mean, being there. being on on that side as well. When you dropped all that, I was like, "Damn, this graphics look good. Like, all this looks bomb. Like, I, I need to talk people. to him. About, like, how did you do this? Because mine is shit. That's that's just one thing, and this is just like a, a hobby. I don't know where it's come from, but my mom's always been into to art. She's done paintings. She's created some amazing paintings and stuff like that. And I just got into photography as a hobby. I I could never never do photos of people. I could just I don't know. I, for some reason, I don't want to have that pressure on me. So, cars. Stick to the stuff that I know. Yep. Trying to take photos of cars. Love seeing the, the certain angles of cars, details, or some, stuff like that. And being able to Photoshop and then edit. And then it ended up 
building and even had to kind of work into it a little bit at MJP, which is being able to design something that was simple, easy to easy on the eyes, something to understand and um, being able to build my own website and then try to create stuff. And I use Canva. It's just fun. I will waste so much time on that thing. And just it's, it's Canva is it's my, new fr- my, my new best friend. It's bad how much time I will end up wasting just creating stuff. Worth every dollar of like $11 a month because I got to tell you, I get all the pro stuff it's, and that, the whole thing. It's so much fun. I, well, to me, it's fun. I love the design yeah, I'm, side I'm of with things. You. My wife's like, you should get into marketing. Eh. Yeah. I don't know how good I would be at marketing. I've, I could only do it for myself. I know. Yeah. Um, you have a passion for it for yourself, and that's what I've learned about it. It's like I see something that I like, and I try to kind of reiterate it for, you know, or put my spin on it or whatever, oh, yeah. and that's the world in general. But I can never do it for somebody else. Like if you came to me and said, hey, here's my brand and my logo. Can you, you know, make some thumbnails for me? I'd be like, <laughs> Dude, I don't even know where to start because yeah. Oh, yeah. it's not my vision. And that's that's a gift that marketing people have. They can do that for people. Like with with my stuff, I can go into Canva and be like, I need three YouTube thumbnails, Instagram highlight photos, a new post or whatever, and I know what I want it to look like in the end, and I'll bust my ass and just try to figure it out myself and, and do it. Oh, yeah. But if you were to come to me and ask me that, I'm like, it's not that I won't work hard for you, but if I produce something, I'm like, this is really cool. And then you're like, that's not what I had in mind. And then I'd be like, well, do it yourself. That's what like I'm one, doing. There's like one commercial, maybe it's like a, an ad on YouTube about, um, I think it was a person in pretty much those shoes and it was saying about a logo. Oh, I want the logo to be a little bit larger or whatever it was. I don't know the exact commercial, but there's sure. something out there and it's, I couldn't imagine it. I couldn't I, imagine no, being I, like, I, I want the logo. I didn't, I don't like that color, even though it's a brand color. I don't like that. Whatever it may be. I would rather I sit down it. if I didn't have the mind and that comes back from my architecture background. Like, I mean, we had to use Photoshop. And design stuff and renderings of buildings Photoshop and stuff. Photoshop is amazing when you get good at it. Yeah. <laughs> There's it, some scary things. I wish it wasn't so damn expensive or else I would get it. Um, but, yeah, it just kind of learning that just kind of helped that side of it for myself anyway. But, yeah, like, like you said, I couldn't imagine. I would want to be that person if I didn't have any of that background or want to do it and I come to somebody in a marketing background. I'd be like, all right, look, I'm going to come spend three hours with you and we're going to knock this out. Because I can't have you just send me a PDF and then me give you three bullet points and then give me a PDF back. Like, where are you located? Yeah. I'm coming. And we're going to knock it out and be done with it. Yeah. I, I couldn't I couldn't do it back and forth. But. I couldn't. Yeah. But, no, it's Stop. super cool. It's super cool that you're running your own show now. Yeah, I mean, you've been helping me for a while, and it's been awesome. Uh, the programs have been strenuous, to say the least, and... Uh, there's probably uh, you'd have to ask my wife for the current number, but there's probably at least three times a week that I'll like get off the couch or get out of bed, and I'm like old man, like getting up, and I'm oh, just God. like, oh, fuck you, John. I don't know if I want to hear that. You know, like I'm just no, no, no. It's it's because I'm sore. Like it's perfect. Yeah, it's like sore. muscular sore. Like it's it's a good thing. He's kind of on a German volume training. If that's the one you're doing right now, so it's like a ten by ten of certain. Yeah movements we've really just kind of stuck to the basic one or basic as in your main movements right. and that's what we've kind of it's not fun. it's not easy it's a lot of volume but then it gets easier from there once you yeah the first couple weeks were like that and we go yeah. from there and all that so yeah so it's it's been interesting and i think i know we talked about it before and i know that you're hella busy just starting at your new thing but i think i, I want to finish the program that i got that i'm on right now with you uh, we got a few weeks left or whatever it may be or whatever but I think I'm ready for that high intensity cardio. You can blend that in there a little bit. Get me, give me that X amount a week program you think I need to be ready for September that we talked about before. Mm-hmm. 
uh, I have introduced this to John before of trying to coordinate our lives a little bit um, because you don't work with a whole lot of people like myself. And I would consider myself right now bottom tier in this environment of outdoors and hunting and stuff. But there's a lot of people like me that want to go do physically strenuous hunts, elk, moose, go to Canada, get a, get a bear, um, do a lot of hiking. I mean, hell, even shoot total archery challenges. Uh, I mean, you're hiking 10, 12 miles over the course of two, three days. I mean, that's a lot, especially with the pack on, you're carrying a bow. Oh yeah. Make sure you get your water intake, your cardio levels got to be up, all sorts of stuff. So there's a large group of people like me that need a program that caters to that lifestyle of being able to throw your 40 pound pack on or whatever you're doing for that day and say, Oh, we got six miles. Let's ride. Like you want to be that guy that turns to your buddy and is like, should have done the program, bro. You know what I mean? So John and I have talked about it in the past, but uh, I want him to write me a program that I can do to hopefully maybe uh, release a little sneak peek to you guys if you want the program that you can purchase through John at a discount through me, you know, all the things. So um, I think I'm ready to, to do that. Uh, well, okay, let me – I think I'm mentally ready to do that. <laughs> Physically, I'm not ready hey, to do that. Hey, that's the first step, though. That is the first step. Mentally, I'm ready to do that. So whenever you find a sliver of time that you just want to put a program together that I'm going to hate you for, but love you in six weeks or whatever it's going to be, I'm ready for that. So I'm going to go through it, and then hopefully we can work something out after he gets on his feet a little bit and rocking and rolling to where you can go to John and um, purchase that program through him and become a client of his and do the same program for all the 30-year-old dads out there that just want to go to TAC and not have a heart attack. So that's the goal. And and, and that's actually because we – Yeah, flips right into it. We've talked about so many different things of – this is, I wouldn't say phase two, but this is something that's the, I'm going to say just the, the non-athletic side. So, I'm, I mean, everyone has been an athlete at some point. Um, I, I use a, a statement that a, a gentleman named Bill Bowerman, co-founder of Nike, pretty much says that okay. if you have a, if you have a body, you're an athlete. So pretty much saying that everybody's an athlete, no matter if you are. If you're a professional athlete, no matter if you're a youth athlete, no matter if you're just somebody that's out and about, what I mean, you have a body, you're an athlete, you can do athletic things. So I think there's there's that aspect of bringing the mm. expertise and the ability to have a coach. For some people, love having a coach. Some people need it. Some people can just say, "Give me a program, and I'll go." Yep. Um, but how we were saying of that that one thing in life. So whether we, I guess the importance. So it, it could be how we were saying earlier where it's, Hey, I need to get ready for my own wedding. I need to get ready if you're right. a parent for my child's wedding, or I need to get ready as a parent for maybe my, I'm expecting as a wife or, or maybe my, my partner's expecting whatever it may be, but yeah. if there's a baby on yeah. the way or stuff like if you have, a hunt that you're getting hey, ready I'm, for. I'm going to be in the or, woods for nine days, and I need to make sure that I don't die. Or someone has whatever it may be. Because nobody mean, thinks about the physical component of that. A marathon. Someone wants to get back into something they, they yeah. loved when they were younger. Maybe snowboarding. They want to they go. I think it's being able to work with people like that that have 
I personally like having a goal yep. in mind. Yeah. I think that then you have something to fixate on. You have a date. You have a, a time frame that you need to work in, and you want to do it more. You 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 want to work towards that end all goal, and then once you get into it, once you kind of, I'm gonna call it almost a, a, the consistency, a grid life. You're checking the boxes like 80% of the time. Hey, I'm I'm doing great 80% of the time. It's a way to start. You're persevering towards something that you want to do. Yep. And I think uh, in the end, it's uh, it's understanding and knowing that being healthy and having health is just the the overall it's the it's if you want to look at, at life itself being healthy and having that health is is just probably the wealthiest thing that you could have it's meta life. for sure outside of outside of money outside of i mean money you could you can make money say you can become rich overnight just neat figured figuratively and then you you can't you can't go back in time and buy back your health yeah you, you, for I sure mean, you can't even you can't even and that's not gonna go happen. forward in time and buy your health exactly that's not gonna be something it's something that's gonna happen over time so it's something that's over time and it's something you have to work for it just doesn't happen like that yeah it just doesn't as as much as everyone especially nowadays as much as everyone wants it or wants it now yeah it's just something that unfortunately you, you have to it, it is tough it is very tough and it's i think one one way is trying to find out and, and really figure out, again, it comes in conversation with yep. a client or a person, um, what, what makes them tick? What works for them? Do you have to be very precise? You have to measure everything. You have to track everything. How do, how do they work? Or can you be more hands-off and you just educate them? Hey, this is these are fairly proper portion sizes. Let's start here. You you look solid where you're cooking, and now it's just balancing what you need. And yep. It's just, it's just it takes time. It takes time, and then it's just <laughs> – one thing, um, I think it was my advisor. I don't know the exact terminology of what he was, but my advisor in college, he uh, had our class at one point and um, pretty much just said, he's like, one of the scariest things and and just looking forward into the future, when you get older, if you have grandparents, is you want to continue staying fit. You want to continue staying strong, relatively strong. Sure. And <clears throat> pretty much just said, he's like, when you're 70, 80, 90, if you get to live that long yeah it's like when you go to the bathroom you want to be able to stand up off the toilet yeah just the simple things just simple things you want to be able to stand you want to get up be able to sit up off the couch you want to stand up off the couch i mean it's just so when he said that i was sitting there of course whatever junior senior me and i heard that i was like whoa blew your mind it's kind of scary it's kind of true though it is 100 it is 100 percent true i heard it was before you and i met but i heard somebody say something similar i don't remember what i was doing or where i was at it's irrelevant but um, they were giving a, a lecture or a speech, saw it online or something. And they said, when you put your shoes and socks on in the morning to go to work, do it standing up. Don't sit in a chair and do it because over the course of your lifetime, you are, yeah, you are growing the muscles and developing the muscles of stability in one of your legs. Like you're 25 years old. Hell, you're 18 years old. Yes, you can stand on one leg, put your sock on, put your shoe on. Do it when you're 65. And people who have sat down in a chair their whole life, put their shoes and socks on, when they're 65, they'd fall over. But maybe, just maybe, if you subconsciously think about it, who cares? And you put it a part of your daily life of, put your shoes and socks on standing up. Quit being a lazy ass and sitting down. Then maybe you're 65, and then you can still put your shoes and socks on by yourself. Or 85. 65 is a little young, but you know what I mean. Yeah, and, even, and it's just the little things in life, like standing up off the toilet. The little little things in life, and then it, it can get to the point of the past 
three days, whatever we had that ice storm. Yeah. The amount of people that are outside. Okay, I get it. It's ice. It's a quarter of an inch of ice. It's super slippery. But right. to the point of where you step on it, especially if you're older, when you have that older population that tends to fall down, maybe they lose balance or whatever, they can't get their footing and they maybe break a bone or fracture, whatever, maybe, whatever. And serious then. And it's when you're 30, serious. it sucks. When you're 80, it sucks. Yeah, sucks. so it's just, it's just being able to just be prepared for life. Yeah, exactly. As weird as that sounds. It... That's super cool. And I mean, I know you, you get the cool part of the athlete, but that's, you know, helping people through life. We had a discussion whenever you were talking about um, maybe some clientele you'd like to target or whatever. And I'd like to think I don't fall into this group. But when I told you, and you'd already been thinking about it, but when I told you, I was like, if I came to you as a client, we didn't know each other. And I said, I want to be able to walk my daughter down the aisle. My daughter is six months old, and that's a long ways away. I'll be 55, 60 years old, God Six. bless, if I'm still around to, 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 yeah, to do that. Yeah. And um, that is a goal of mine to do. And while I don't fall into that realm now, I will in 20 years of wanting to keep my health up or whatever. And I don't want to wait till I'm 50. And you were talking about, well, that's somebody that I want to help because their daughter's 14. And they're 52 years old or whatever the whatever the age gap is. And they say the same thing to me. I want to be able to help that person. Mm-hmm. And be able to achieve that, what seems like a minimal goal to everybody else, but it means the world to that dude. You know? And and, and that's... Uh, and that's the only thing that would hit home to me. It's yeah. like, it's if I want to be the lazy ass and not get to go on my elk hunt, that's my own damn fault. But if I want to be the lazy ass and I can't walk my daughter down the aisle, that then affects her and that would break me. You know, it's it's a different realm. I agree, and I think so. I think with with that, and and that would almost end up being. <clears throat> I'm gonna almost end up. Well, I'm going to end up calling it health as well. That's gonna be kind of the program. That's great. I don't That's know. Cool. This, I don't know if it's gonna be its own entity, or business, or anything like that. But I may have to. I don't know. But it'll be health as wealth, and I think the the whole idea and objective behind it is not. It's again not going to be a quick fix, but working with someone over. 30 days, I don't think it's long enough. No. 90 days, six months, maybe even just an annual, so one year. It's going to be specific per person. It'll be specific per person, but it'll also be educating. One big thing is going to be educating, but educating in a in a in an applicable way where you can take this information from the nutrition side, again, keeping it fairly basic where you can you can do this, you can teach it to teach it to your husband, your wife, your significant other, whatever, maybe right. you can teach it to your children if they're still growing up. Even if you have young athletes, you can use it with them as well. Um, Super important there. Just being We've able to, talked about that pandemic before. To, yeah. Or that epidemic, not pandemic. Be able to just teach people how to just nutrition properly, yeah. recovery or restoration properly, movement. I'm not going to say movement, as a lot of people know for me, is a lot of the, the speed stuff. But movement, going out, go for a walk, doing yoga, do whatever you like, spin classes, going to do Pilates, go to the, the gym. Yeah. strength train whatever it may be just be do something just movement movement just do something. exactly yeah. just do something go for a bike ride go take your dog for a walk and then i mean that's it all it all comes in uh i think that's that'll i can only just imagine the successes and the stories you're going to hear that i hopefully hear and the relationships i build with these yeah, people that's gonna be cool i can oh i don't know i'm ready for it but i think when i take a step back and see what some people i'm not saying go through but just see it and see their next step and their i'm not gonna say a new life but just a maybe it's an improvement but just what, i have to disagree with you there new life for sure right. I, I don't know if it, when you're talking about again 
I don't know that it's a such a radical change for somebody that's in my shoes. Yeah, I got 15 or so to maybe 20 to lose. Like, you know, you and I are working through that and we're doing something. Is that going to change my life drastically? No, it's going to make it better for sure. And I'm going to be able to do some other things. But you take somebody that needs to lose 120, that's a life changer, Bubba. That is a new life that you've given that person. And those people I respect so much. Yeah. And yeah, those transformations are some of the coolest That's things. cool. It's, it's, and that's just, again, said in the beginning. It's kind of in that youth realm we talked about. That's why you do it. Like, you want to see that You want to see that progression and that and transformation. Just, again, the, the yeah. thank you in the end, the handshake, if I get to see you in person or if it's remote. and Yeah, that's awesome. Going from there, it's just being that little little sliver of your life and hopefully changing your, your life or your athletic career, whatever it may be, for hopefully giving you that's cool. That, that next step. And then uh, on top of that would be the, the final thing, which is, which is motorsport. I was about to, I was about to segue into it. So, yep. I mean, I want to talk about that. I mean, that's, that's, if I were to classify John into, you know, boil him down into one category of things that he loves, I don't even know that I would put it in the performance realm. It would be motorsports. Yeah. I mean, that is the passion, right? And you're obviously very good at what you're doing with your business now, and you love it, and you have a passion for it. But I, I just feel like it's that 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 little extra percentage is what you want to attain oh, in the motorsports world. It's uh, Motorsports being racing, F, for those people who aren't really into the world, you know, you got NASCAR, F1, racing, motocross, that motorsports world. Yeah. I mean, that's, oh, that's what it encompasses. Yeah, so. If it has an engine... And you're competing, you're racing. John is the only reason that I know every F1 driver. <laughs> Can you name them all now, though? Now that there's a new season. Dude, we're live? You're going to put me on the spot right I'm not, I mean, A that's new season? There's no way in the new season. I don't even know if I can do it. Oh, there's no way in the new season. I don't. I honestly don't know that I could. If I, I really sat down and like thought about it, I could. But off the top of my head, I could probably name 10. Yeah, I feel like good. it's pretty good, though. Halfway. Yeah. Uh, I watched... I watched about half the season this year in 2022, and then Blakely came, and you know that's you know, yeah. I mean, had a kid, so yeah. it is what it is. I watched uh, probably about <laughs> seven eighths of the season. How did uh, we never then, chatted yeah. about it? How, I don't even know how the season ended up. Who won? Well, I mean, what was it? I don't. I feel like such a terrible fan because uh, I was so into it. Like it was like it was like Friday. I'd wake up and be like, "It's Q, let's go," or not Q, it's practice. And Saturday, I'd be like, "It's Q, let's yeah. go." Yeah, uh, Max clinched super. Early. I wouldn't say super early. He clinched early. He clinched. I always, I think. Shocking. I tried to erase it from. from no, I'm just kidding. I love. I mean, I. I guess at the point where, you know, it's how like I, anything you else, know how I you don't like. Yeah. About it and stuff okay. like that. It's like, yeah. yo, but if I were to be, there was there's a couple of videos that I I'll show you afterwards. But uh, no, I think Matt Max clinched probably a couple of races early and Red Bull. Had the constructors camp championship as well, and they, they got were, both. Yep, they got both. Where'd Lewis end so up? they were they did solid. Lewis, you remember? Oh goodness, you know I like Lewis. I just I like him as a person. I think he's a great dude. I mean, hell, he owns the Broncos four? a little bit too. How could you not like him? I know. Y'all just got Sean. I know we're segueing, but y'all just got Sean Payton. Yes, sir. Dude, I hope being that, a Saints uh, fan my whole life, I was like, dude, am I gonna have to be a Broncos fan this next year too? Now, now here's gonna be the thing. It's gonna be just like this past year. Like, oh my god, they got Russell Wilson. They yeah, got, but, but I mean, what was his face before? What was his face before the coach? Um, Nathaniel the, Hackett. Oh, I thought you were talking about before. Trash. I th- I mean, everyone had the it's it just exciting. Russell Wilson, Hackett's coming in. I also Here think I also think this Sean is something. gonna have an entire off season to learn 
I mean, Sean's been in the league so long as a head coach. He knows who Russell Wilson is. He knows how to play his game. So he's got an entire offseason to write a new playbook for the Broncos to where Russell Wilson is the staple. And if Russell Wilson wants a play-action pass to the left-hand side and a six-yard pass, guess what? That's going to be 12 of the plays, Bubba, because it may not be pretty, but they'll get down the field. Sean Payton doesn't give a shit about pretty. If If you watched him in the last – I'm a Saints fan, so I know this, but if you watch Sean Payton in the last three years of the Saints – um, when Drew Brees is at his, I wouldn't say decline, he was still pretty high. But, I mean, he's not launching the ball 60 yards down the field anymore. They just wasn't doing it. No. And that's okay. He would admit that to yourself right now if I could talk to him. <laughs> Pass out first, and then I would talk to him, <laughs> right? But he would admit that. And then the last year he was there, I mean, the game was not, we're going to run and gun and be the Kansas City Chiefs. We don't have that kind of pair power. I feel like Sean Payton has the same team that he had the last year at the Saints. Or the year before last, because he got Russell. I mean, I, I'm not putting Russell in the category of Drew Brees by any means, but he's got Russell. Um, he's a solid wide receiver. There's an athlete core. there, dude, solid wide receiver core. He's got running back situation. D. Depends on if Devontae comes back. That could yeah, be a but solid I mean, running back situation. Draft a running defense, back. Hell, look at Pacheco. Well. Yep. I mean, he's a he late rounder. Got money back. Fantasy, but it didn't really work out for me. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I beat John in fantasy, so. Oh I have first God. place. He got second place. Can't believe I benched Higgins. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's going to be good. I don't have. I don't. I'm not going to be like the rest of the country and be like mm, Broncos twelve and six, whatever. No, I'm not playoffs. I would. I'm love, like Broncos eight and eight. That'd be a great year. If we can get within two years, we can get into the playoffs. I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, we need nine a Super Bowl now. Year. No. I, yeah. It's going to take time, but yeah. that's a that's a big win. I think it's a huge win. Yeah, I do too. And I'm going to be, be like, damn. I can cheer for the Saints and the Broncos because I love Sean. Pa- I can't not cheer for Sean Payton. Everybody's probably wondering, team. this guy's from Connecticut, and he's now down in Texas. How is he a Broncos fan? Yeah. And, just, and who's your baseball team, though? The Yankees. Okay. There's yep. true, true gross Yankee fan. And then now my, my Brooklyn Nets basketball team is slowly but surely falling apart again. I didn't know you were a Nets fan. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now Kyrie's requesting a trade. Really? By the deadline this Thursday. Yep. Well, so you'll know here pretty quick. Uh-huh. So... Well, he's, he's probably going to be gone. Just where he goes and what we get. Yep. They, man, they could have had it with Harden, KD, <sighs> and Kyrie. Wow. I'm just not a huge basketball fan. I mean, Jen, I know the names. But. Jen always tells me, you don't even like basketball. Why are you, like, why are you watching basketball? Where did I go to school? Jen. UConn? I got good. super lucky there, too. The amount of national championships those teams brought in. The women's team was pretty good, too, up there, right? I think we they had uh, – I don't think they won all four years. I think they had three national championships when I was up there. The men had my freshman year and my senior year. I mean, that's it was it was so cool. That's it awesome. was so cool. Yeah, that's a basketball capital up there. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Football, yeah, no, football's they're getting better. They did better this year, but yeah, other than that, that's why I was also part of the car club. So kind of looping that back in, car club. Once you get around motorheads, what is that? The Yukon Car Club was just a bunch of people that had a passion or love for cars and we would meet was it weekly maybe bi-weekly i'm not sure but we would meet um all together and just talk cars we would go on cruises we would host a an annual show and as a car show like a big show at the football stadium and hundreds of cars would show up so uh yeah i mean the passion went all the way through there and i think the the way that i saw or how i realized that this is the end all goal. This is my my dream, high up in the sky. If I were to be able to achieve that, motorsports and being able to to 
be a I'm not gonna say a physiotherapist because I'm not a physiotherapist. It's a physical therapist or whatever it is. Sure. Licensure. Yeah. Um, but if I were to be a let's just say a, a trainer, we'll just throw that or a coach for a for a driver under physical preparedness for the racing season. Um, that's your that's your mecca, right? That there. is my yes. Yep. And I, I God, think so it was cool. senior year when I saw a photo of Nico Rosberg. Mm-hmm. And his, I know who that is now. Aren't you proud of me? Yeah, he beat Lewis Hamilton in the same machine race. Hey, if, if anyone, yeah, you know? that, that's just, okay. That's, We're doing our own thing. We're joke. having a conversation. <laughs> he, he says it all the time. But there was a, a photo of him with his physio, uh, Daniel, and Daniel. I'm assuming was holding some air duct, and Nico was in the car, and he was just giving him cool air. And I saw that, and I was like, physiotherapist. And it says his name, Daniel. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but it says his sure. name. And I was like, hmm, I want to do that. Interesting. Yeah. I was like, I love motorsport. I was watching Formula One, so I was like, I did a little more research, and I, at that point, I was just like, Had you ever thought Ding. about it before then? Um, can't say I had. Well, I mean, it, it, I would never have thought about it until you have brought it up to me, you know, wanting to do that, and then I feel like such an idiot because you get like these other very, you know, American sports: football, basketball, baseball soccer over here but you know that's more of a worldwide thing but i mean you don't think tom brady has a dude no well maybe not anymore <laughs> r.i.p but um probably you know what does. what yeah he probably still does he wants to stay in his organization but patrick mahomes you don't think he has a guy that like right. lives in his house in the guest house who cooks bobby. his meals one guy cooks the meals one guy trains him yeah. like a solely bobby I don't why know can't why isn't there somebody like that for f1 has his, his right hand man as his uh I'm gonna say performance coach sort of a deal, Bobby. Yeah. Yeah, but why? Why can't you have that for F1? And they do have that for F1. That's what I'm saying. But in my head, I'm like, oh, they don't have that. Why would they not have that? You're an idiot. Oh yeah. Yeah, those. That would be super cool. Those are. uh, I think it's just it's it's tough when you have a. I'm not gonna say when you have a significant other, but if you had a family, so if I were to have a family, it's going to be tough because you just gotta think. There's. It's not a American thing, right? Twenty plus, and you're constantly traveling across the world. That's that's a pop. I mean, F1 season starts when? At least Uh, F1. I mean. Testing in March. Testing in March, I believe, and then it starts all the way in, almost a, pretty much March all the way through, through December. The Christmas, and there's, yeah. a, there's a slight little break in the middle of the Spring, year in the yeah. summer, and it's a long haul. And I mean, we're talking long about for haul. people who aren't associated with the sport. I mean, you're traveling to, to countries. You go. I mean, it's U.S. Uh, a couple times now, Europe, Asia, mm-hmm. uh, South South America. Is there a track in South America? There used to be. I don't know if they're racing know. there right now. Anyway, I mean, you're, it's it's show up on a... Oh, South America, yes. I thought you said that. South Africa. South America, yes. South America, yes. yeah. That's what I thought. But, I mean, it's show up on a, on a Monday or whatever it is. And, you know, you got practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, queue on Saturday, race Sunday. 700 people packing your shit up to fly out. Or go somewhere it's, else it's and crazy. to be somewhere else Monday, and then you got to prepare for that race. I mean, I mean, you're a professional athlete. I think they they fly in. I mean, probably a lot of the, the techs and stuff like that drive fly in and or wherever. Maybe even drive in if they're in Europe because all the teams are in Europe. But it's pretty much get in there Tuesday, Wednesday. Probably drivers and people show up Wednesday. You probably have press Thursday, uh, practice Friday, practice Saturday morning, Saturday yeah. morning, Saturday, then qualifying, yeah. and then the race. Saturday morning on, to us depends on how they. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm up at I'm up every yeah. single time. Jen yeah. hates it. Jen, oh, yeah, because it starts. It's it, most of the time it's over in, in Europe or on the other side of the world. So like to them, it's like, oh, they're you know, Q1 starts 2:30 p.m. to them. Well, that's 3 a.m. to us or whatever it is. So. I, I think, and I could be completely wrong with this, but I think 
since Drive to Survive has come out and there's been a, a much greater popularity, just the, the, the boom here in America's from, or at least the United States, United from, States, yeah. uh, or for Formula One, I, I feel like the times, for the most part, of the races have been a little bit more um, bearable. As in, like, it's a 7, 8 a.m., 6 a.m. race. Oh, but yeah. beforehand, it was like 2 a.m., 4 a.m., 5 a.m. It's just like, oh, God, I gotta get up for that. And now it's, I've been looking at it, I'm like, oh, the race is at 10 a.m., the race is at 8 a.m. I was like, I, yeah. since when did it become, what, when? Full, full disclosure, I, I didn't really get into it till this calendar year. Uh, 2022 not 2023 and john was always talking about yeah you know i was up at 4 30 for the for the race and i'm like you're a psychopath ha, you know that's, nerd yeah whatever <laughs> dude i'm glad you like it and then i you know started to get into it and watch drive to survive on netflix uh it was it was pretty cool good place to the, start a good place to start the first few seasons are a good place to start and then you need to have a friend like john to talk you through the last couple seasons because they're super dramatized and you know, whatever. We won't get into it. But anyway, so then I was like, all right, I'm going to start watching these races. So I was practicing Q1, and you were always like, I'm waking up at 4.30. And I was like, you know what? It's cool. I'm getting into something else. If if anything, if I don't like it, I'm learning about something that one of my good friends likes to, and we have something to talk about. And I'm okay with that, you know, being a friend. And you get into the first race, first couple races, and I'm like, all right, I'm making this commitment. Let's, do, let's, let's watch these races. And it's like, starts at 8.30, and I'm like, this ain't bad. Next one comes around next weekend. I'm like, you know, 7.30, I'm like, Okay, a little, a little bit, bit earlier, early. whatever. Right. And the next the next weekend comes around, it's like nine a.m. Start. I was like, "What is John bitching yeah. about this whole time?" It's like four thirty. Yeah, what? Twenty twenty two season was unprecedented for start times, like you were saying. It was yeah. like seven a.m. was early. Like Whereas in the in the in the past, you were like oh, four a.m. That's pretty typical because I mean, like I said, it's on the other side of the world. So I don't know what what switch happened or anything, but yeah, that's crazy. It may have also been just because of certain races not being on the on the the docket or on their schedule anymore. But that is what it is. But yeah, no, I mean. That would that would be the dream someday, and I would and I would love to be able to. You just get have to. That you just have to move. Yeah, unfortunately, that ain't gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, it just we're in deep in the hard Texas here. Yeah, <laughs> at least we're not in Alabama. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be uh, so cool to do that, though, man. I've I've always wanted to. I don't have a passion for it like you do, um, but selfishly. I've always wanted you to like do it so I could live vicariously and see like see like John's Instagram and be like, damn, that's fucking sick. Or, like, damn, I want to go do that. Or call you up and be like, hey, I'm going to come <laughs> to Europe. Can we hang out for a little bit or whatever? Like, I've always wanted you to do that for selfish reasons, obviously. And then unselfishly, I want you to follow your dream. And yeah. I think, I mean, the travel is, uh, it'd be amazing. It'd be amazing to be in all these countries, just kind of like being able to travel to China and Trinidad and Tobago and, and, and kind of immerse yourself. But I think the one one part is you're going to be the, the right-hand man to this driver because it's all about their physical preparedness and making sure that they can perform the best for themselves and the team for the the championships, whatever, whatever they're chasing. Again, another sport that I wouldn't first introduce somebody to, but watching Drive to Survive, and they really show a lot of, um, of um, Ricardo, Daniel Ricardo's, his trainer. They're like best mm-hmm. friends, right? Michael, yep. Uh, yeah, sure. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, yeah. You, you do. I, you. The problem is, I can like list every single one of them. Yeah. That's... So they show a lot of him, and mm-hmm. seeing that, you don't you don't understand the amount of physical, the amount of, the physical amount of power, the amount of arguments I get into about this stuff. I mean, on the outside looking in, you don't know anything about racing, NASCAR, F one, whatever. Yep. Say I'm being that guy, 
Well, you're just sitting there driving the car. Okay, sit there and drive a car, to my understanding, without power steering for like four hours, going 200 miles an hour the whole time, being hyper-focused so you don't die. I think and then, I mean, you're if you've never seen an F1 um, steering wheel, they call it the cockpit, and for good reason, there's like 1.5 million buttons <laughs> just on the steering wheel. It's unbelievable. And then you got toggle switches everywhere. I mean, it looks like an, an F1 fighter pilot. Like, yes. literally an F1 fighter pilot is hopping in there. And I never understood the physical capacity of it. Because I've seen NASCAR and stuff like that, you know, whatever. And same physical capacity. And I'm like, oh, they're just, you know, they're just driving a car. Like, you know, I'm sure it's hot sometimes, whatever. You're doing a race in Texas, sure. I didn't get the half of it. I mean, the hyper-focus you have to have mentally and things I can't even begin to list that you yeah. know about. It's it's really cool. There's a there's actually a study that came out again just kind of nerding on this here. There's a study that came out that was kind of comparing I think it did NASCAR. I think it did NASCAR. No, it did NASCAR, Formula 1. IndyCar may have been thrown in there and then more of like a a sport like a sports car championship from the, I think. So that's kind of like you take a Porsche GT3 race car, kind of like a Le Mans race sort of a deal. Okay. Um and I think it just kind of compared them and compared like what the their body fat, their height, their weight, all kind of the, the metrics there. Um, they had like that stuff as in I think neck strength and just strength of the body. So there were certain things that they were looking at VO two. I mean, it, it was crazy to see the difference of all of them. And and yeah, I mean, it's it's you have to think you're traveling from between just say two weekends, one part of the country or one part of the world. You have to travel to this next one. You have to get ready to, but as you're saying, drive a car. IndyCar is the one that's no power steering. Formula One does. It does. Okay, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah I didn't know. And then, um, it, as you were saying, you're. I mean, you're going. You're I mean, breaking. power steering or not, dude, you're, you're going so fast. Your turn. It's it's the amount of the, the G four. It's just it's. It's different. It's different. It's, it's cool. Different. It is very. If cool. you haven't gotten into it, you need to get into it. Um, yeah. I don't know that you need to quite get into it like John gets into it because he has a passion for it. But get into it on no, the realm yeah, I've no. got into no, it no, and no, like no, just no. watch the races and yeah, shit. Just be a fan. Yeah, yeah you don't have to. No. Um, watch go watch Drive to Survive on Netflix. I think it's a good <laughs> series to to. It helped me a lot understand the sport. I think they do a a good job of understanding it. Um, it's a little dramatized, but it's a, it's a drama TV show. Makes, you know. It makes a good TV show. It's Amen. really what it does. It, it does. is the drama is enough for the TV show. If you're someone like John, you can't. It's the drama sucks because you understand the sport. But someone who me who didn't understand it, I enjoyed the little bit of drama you got because it kept you intrigued as a TV oh. show. Netflix did a good job, but I would go watch that if you want to get into it at all. For it's sure, a, start good. there. Good place to start. It's a great series. The new one comes out here in like twenty something days, something oh, like that. I don't know. There's Late a February. new one. Yep, next season. So it should be should be good. Again, I don't even remember how the last. I'll one watch ended it all up. one in one sitting, and we'll go from there. <laughs> How'd the last one end up? Do you remember? Yeah, the world championship. How the world championship ended. Which was enlighten me. Uh, Max overtaking Lewis after Latifi crashed. Oh, Lewis couldn't get in the yes, pace and change his tires yes, because, yes, and then yes, they were saying that they weren't going to pull the safety car in, and then they pulled the safety car in. And yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, Lewis was in front, and they were, I we're not going to pull the safety oh, car. Man. I remember that race like the other day. <coughs> we're not going to pull the safety car, so Lewis decided not to pit, and Max pitted, and then they pulled the safety car, and Lewis got screwed. And if they had pit, then Max probably would have overtaken them because I think the delta right. there was yeah, a yeah. bit too close. The, the time, yada, the time, yada, yada, yeah. And yeah. All the things you need to know. It's racing. Motorsport happens. Sports. So how'd you get into it? 
I mean, like, why, why this this? Pa- I mean, that's such a not a, not a weird, but I'm gonna use the word weird. It's such yeah. a weird thing I, to have a passion about when when majority of the country has no passion for it. Yeah, that's um, why you get into it. Yeah. Um. So my dad used to race when I was young. Um. He had raced since I don't even know how old he was, but he's always been either racing dirt bikes to open wheels, so kind of Formula cars, we'll call it that. Um. Then he got into um, stock car, so NASCAR. I, it, it was called the Bush North series back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of like that second tier down, not the, not the big name guys, but right beneath it. And then he raced against, um, guys that were coming up like Dale Hart Jr. When he was coming up. So he raced and raced. Really? Yep. And, That's cool. Um, he was definitely, uh, I think it got, it got tough when we, when he had a family and that's like, as you would, as you would expect, you can't really travel to Ohio or Alcar- like, or I mean, road America, whatever it may have been. Ohio. Yeah. Mid Ohio and just yeah. all, all around. But so I, Racetrack was a place that I grew up, whether I second home knew where there's so many pictures of me, like on, on toolboxes around the cars, sitting in the cars, yada, yada, yada. So that's cool. It was uh grew up around it. And, um, he grew up carding too, right? I did a little bit, a little bit of carding. Yeah, I did a, a little bit. Not in the um, capacity that you're probably thinking like us having conversation, but just for normal folk, like yeah. you carded. I, I had wished I got into motorsport more. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I do. I have, I, I think my dad wants me to, I want to get into it, but be able to kind of experience. I've done a couple of driving academy um, events, if you want to call them that, or programs. Yeah. Um, so been able to luckily get on a track and actually drive at speed and, and understand. I knew it beforehand, but understand a racing line and try to put it together. And it's tough the first time you kind of get out to it and just understanding it's, it's, a, it's a whole lot different than you'd expect compared to just driving a regular just road car on the, on the street. It's, it's fun. It's fun. It's different. It's cool to me. It's cool being able to control a car. So I just grew up around it when I was young, been at the track. I, I love being at the track. That's one thing I, I miss being up here is being at the track. Just, there's to me, there's no, uh, there's nothing like it. The smell of smell of the gas, the smell of just the garage, the rubber. There's that's your, that's your, it's like your hook. That's your home. to me. That's like, it's a, it's a hook. Yeah. I, I love it. I've got cars back home and in Alabama, I got a, Fix up. My dad's probably going to kill me unless I sell those stupid things. Maybe sitting in this garage. Hey, you'll get to it. At some point. You're young. Yeah. You'll be all right. Jen's going to be like, why are you bringing these here to Texas? Dad, listen, babe. Don't worry. Here's here's the deal. Here's the deal. See what had happened I need was. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but that'll be, I think that's some, that'll be a, a fun part, especially now. Um, if at some point my, my dad were to, to retire and be able to travel over there at, at some point to uh, be able to just build cars, build cars with him. I know he has a couple of things that he he's got in his garage. Be able to build that. That'll be just kind of a, a cool thing, a cool passion to be able to do. He he actually, this is a this is a cool story. I'm actually I may have told you this at one point. Um, it may have been in college. I was on automotive forums. I mean, I should have been studying. Um, been on, there. Yeah. Well, not automotive. Been there. I was on forums all the time, and I just came across this one forum. I don't I don't know what it was, but I found a. A gentleman had, I guess, bought one of my dad's old race cars when he was selling them because he was either getting out of the league or whatever it may have been. Okay. So it was a an old, uh, I think it was a Formula V. It was just it was a Formula car, so it was an open wheel car. And um, so I found it and I messaged the guy and I was just kind of chatting with him just to say, "I'm hey, I'm the guy that drove this car. I'm his son, sort of a deal." So I was just trying to keep in touch with him in case he were ever to to sell it. And sure. I was gonna be like, "I want to 
buy it. The guy never finished it, so I wanted to buy it. And um, well, I didn't. I didn't know what he was gonna do with it, but I wanted to buy it and be able to like gift it back to my dad. Sure. And, yeah, that's, that's cool. One something that I, that I would have loved to do. I get a text one day from my dad of him driving his Jeep with a trailer behind it, and there's like this parts, just parts of a car sitting on it. I'm looking at it, and I zoom in, and he shows another picture. I've of seen him. this car. And it was just open. It was just Stop. a chassis, so it's just the wheels and just kind of the frame of it. And I was looking at this thing, and I'm, wait a second. No. And I was like, no, he did it. I was like, is that what I think it is? And um, so yeah, it's my old. I'm just gonna say Formula V. I'm not sure exactly which one it was, but it's my old Formula car. I was like, no way. I was like, where'd you get that from? It's like, well, one of my buddies told me that I was on this on this forum, and I reached out to the guy or got in, in touch. And I, I, tell, I literally tell him, hey, was the guy's name? I should say John Smith. Was the guy's name John Smith? That wasn't, I don't know. Yeah, right. Know, yeah, yeah. Knows. And he was like, yeah, how'd you know? I was like, I reached out to him about a couple of years ago asking about that car. So he has the exact same car that I was going to try to buy. Oh, and my God. Somewhere. So he has that car. That's, that's sitting, pretty cool, though. That's sitting back in Alabama. So I would love to be able to fix that thing up and then be able to take it to a track someday and open track there and, and – in Alabama and be able to shred that thing around. Dude, all the feels, right? Man. God, you'd cry like a bitch. I would. I, would, absolutely. <laughs> I was just going to say, I was going to cry. Just knowing you cry and like, knowing how I would react, I'd cry like a bitch. You saw me cry when Jed walked down the aisle. You saw me cry. Dude, it was like freaking rivers. Just like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Yeah, that would Your be. Your body just takes over. That would be me. And that's like, that's just uh, where the passion for motorsport kind of came about. And I loved it. Always loved about being around cars and stuff like that. And. Would love to someday put that together, be able to support someone and and their dream while being able to chase my dream. And again, it's just putting my, my education, passion for motorsports, and my love for for helping people out. And whatever else comes with it, comes with it. That's cool. That's super neat. So someday, I would love for that to happen. And until then, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep chasing it. So. Yeah, of course. That's what you do. I like it. Well, I got some I got some hard hitting questions oh. about training. Then we're going to play a little game, and I'm going to get to see if there's any uh, game. questions on the chat. And then we'll, oh, okay. and then we'll, and then we'll, uh, we'll sign off. But in your world, what is your thought? This is more of on the nutrition side. Mm-hmm. What is your thought about, I'm going to use the word fads, of all of the nutrition fads? Keto, um, carnivore, intermittent fasting. I mean, what what are your thoughts? Like, would do, what, a group, yes, all are like good, or take it for what it's worth, or what do you? I mean, what do you think? Um, I only ask this question because I'm I'm currently doing like a modified carnivore diet. I think it's. I think each I'm going to call it a method would yeah. work for certain people. Um. I wouldn't say that there's anything wrong, sir. If you're sure if you're doing a certain method or a certain preference, whatever you want to call it, there may be certain things that you're. I wouldn't say leaving out of your diet. Yeah, I wouldn't really. I don't know if I would say that, but certain certain aspects of a diet they may be leaving out um, yeah. that are are useful for for the energy. Food is energy. Whatever you put in your body, your your body utilizes it. So yeah. it's being able to understand what what your body likes, and then going from there so like right now i wouldn't say i, I wouldn't say I intermittent fast because i don't really follow it a time frame i just after i finish eating at night say 8 p.m i don't eat again until lunchtime whatever it is the next day i guess it's 12 or 11 season, whatever, whatever it is yeah. Yeah. give or take so uh, for me it makes 
me feel good. I, I feel good throughout the day. So I think it's sure you can try it if you if it helps you towards the goal that you want to achieve mm-hmm. and something worked and then is it sustainable long term for some people maybe I, I, I personally think having a, a, as cliche as it sounds a well-balanced diet but being able to get sure as much as you can balancing it throughout getting your your, your, your macros your proteins your fats your your carbs and, and being able to balance those and and eat those and and just to me it's whatever works but i i personally like to preach hey let's just focus on eating eating well eating healthy and and go from there so i think it's another scary thing is just hey eating healthy or following some sort of a a method or a preference that you have yes sure some people may say oh but doing that's so expensive and Maybe it can be. It, it, it can be. There's ways to get around it. There's ways to, to eat healthy and have quality food and not break the bank. But you have to also think of, hey, if you maybe if you're not eating eating healthy, then think of uh, how expensive some sort of an illness illness can end up being. Oh, God, yeah. It, two sides of the coin there. I've, I've put it this way, um, and, and we may have chatted about this before, but uh, my wife and I have, have talked about this. In my head, seeing family members go through things before me and other friends' family members and just people in general thing, general go through either medical conditions or life in general when they're older, you can spend your money in one of two ways, regardless of how much you have. We're going to throw them out the window. You can be young, in our cases, and... Eat relatively healthy. Now, now, when I sit here and say relatively healthy and what you're talking about, a well-balanced, relatively healthy diet, we don't have a personal shelf, chefs. We're not eating specific macronutrients every second of the day to make our bodies these well-oiled machines. We're not high perform- I'm not a high-performance athlete, and that's okay. I'm talking about eating better in general, right? You can either spend your money now and buy better quality foods and put them into your body in in hopes and yes i said in hopes because it's not always the truth i'm not going to sit here and say this and then people are like hey it didn't happen for me well Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's everybody's different you can feed your body good things now through the younger years of your life and so when you get to 70 you don't have any health problems or you can do whatever the fuck you want now and then spend your money on health problems you're spending the money either way you are yeah it's jess and i choose to spend it now yeah do we indulge? Yeah, I'm having a couple of tequilas. We're going to go get dinner after this with our wives, have a couple more drinks, maybe get some pizza. Who knows? I have no idea. That's That was up to the girls. But you also think that's one day out that of the seven. That's one day out of the seven. Exactly. It's a, it's the consistency. You gotta it's think a consistency. Of, you can almost do a, a little bit of balance, whatever you want to say, 70, 30, 80, 20. Every, that, there's so many different numbers. Everyone says something different. but That's what I've kind of been trying to focus on is I started doing some intermittent fasting, what you do, eat dinner and not eat till lunch. This week, D- David... Um, he doesn't have been doing intermittent fasting and preaches about it. And I just never did it. Cause I, I wake up and I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. It's just me. Um, but I just tried to do it this week and I actually really liked it toward the, end the first few days I was hungry and yeah. then I just kind of mentally get over it and then I eat. It was probably about 10 30, 11. I kind of had to push it a little earlier and then it was later on, you know, during the week, but doing the kind of a carnivore thing where it's just meat and veggies or meat and fruits and whatever. And I do that through the week and then the weekend is Saturday. I'm going to do what I want. 
I'm still young. I want to go out. Let's do some things. Let's go eat what I want to do. So it's not completely cutting it out. Again, I'm not a high-performance athlete, but it's that during the week that's trying to help me get down and wait, help me with the program that you're running for me and everything like that that I think people miss out on. Like, And, again, I don't fall into this class, but we were talking about those people that you're trying to help that may not make it to walk their daughter down the aisle because they have some serious medical issues or they're super o- overweight or whatever. They get scared, in, in my opinion, on the nutrition side, they're already scared of the physical side because they haven't worked out in God knows how long. They're scared even more about the nutrition side because they think that you're going to come in and make them eat stuffed bell peppers and salads and everything and, and whatever, you know, all these quote-unquote healthier foods, cut out the fats and carbs, sure. And while there may be some of that, I think the lifestyle changes that you can make and lose a bunch of weight if you're overweight off the rip is like, if you just can't do it and you're running through Chick-fil-A three times a week, then get the grilled chicken sandwich, not the fried one. You're spending the same amount of money. There's definitely, there are definitely it's weight. Not, I yep. mean, it's not this whole big lifestyle change. It's like, oh, man, we're going to go out to dinner tonight, and instead of a burger, maybe I'll just get a, chick, a grilled chicken sandwich. Or instead of a burger, I'll get a turkey burger, something a little leaner. You're not changing everything about your lifestyle or what you're eating or at home. It's like, man, we usually have pizza tonight. Okay, get pizza. Maybe do it with like a cauliflower crust. I'm telling you, it tastes the same. I eat them all the time. I've never tried it, actually. It's so good. I I promise. Well, you could probably pick it out because you're kind of in that foodie realm. But if I put a pepperoni pizza in front of you and then of the same company, right, it has the same spices and stuff of cauliflower, you couldn't tell the difference. (laughs) It tastes the same. So I think a lot of people get scared scared of you it, yeah. a physically and then be on the nutrition side of it what you're going enough. to ask of them and it is scary and oh, you're right but i don't think people understand it's like you're not going to go from having chicken wings three nights a week and a pizza on fridays with your kids to eating chef inspired no. meals from uh you know whatever one of the delivery services are that everybody's fadding over right now just make a simple change you go out you have a turkey burger instead and it's, it's, or you go out and have two slices of pizza instead of four. That was one thing I was just I mean, going to say. It's, it's understanding how much, how much fuel your body needs, and then understanding um, with that comes kind of portions and right. understanding. And that's one thing that I'm, I'm not saying that generally I've changed, but just at night, just understanding, hey, maybe I'm not going to go back and get another full bowl of pasta it's my biggest weakness it's um, it's horrible my biggest weakness i can tell myself that i can eat this healthy dish i mean i can bite of it i promise you (laughs) there's not gonna be any left on that plate regardless of how healthy or unhealthy i'm terrible at it and i know that's a problem with myself if we make fried rice at the house there ain't gonna be no fried rice left bubba it's some sometimes it's tough and one other thing that i've uh i've tried recently i've always done this but eating slow like almost Almost I'm setting really, a timer. Really bad about that. Almost setting a timer on your watch or your phone, kind of leaving it there, and huh. and watching over a twenty minute period or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just almost take a spoonful or like take a once a minute or once every thirty seconds. Chew it, enjoy the taste, enjoy the flavors. Put your fork down or your spoon down or your utensil, whatever you want to call it, and just chew it. And okay, take a sip of whatever you're drinking, water, and go into your next one. Take your time. Wow. And it's it is. I mean. I never it's, thought about it. It's like tough that, to do, yeah. but that's like one. It's a it's a technique, and there's a bunch of different things that you can try and learn. But it's exactly that. It's it's so hard to 
make a change. It's almost making small changes and building into it. You can't just flip a switch because if you do that, you're it's just it ain't gonna it, work. It's not gonna stick. How many people have ever quit anything cold turkey? Yes, there's a lot. Whatever, call me out on it. But in in retrospect, between quitting cold turkey and quitting gradually, how many much more success stories are there? Yeah, yeah, and I think it's just it's being able to know how to do it some people take it in their own hands and they realize hey i need to make a change and go for it and then others right. is just hey you just need a little edge you just need a little education these tips and tricks and it's again it's working with what you have now and then slowly but surely changing it or just modifying it and going from there yeah it's stuff it's it's, other, it's not it's not it's not easy to do but no it's not at the same token it doesn't have to be this overnight thing no. people are always like oh i'm gonna start eating healthy and work out on monday what does monday have to do with anything you're not going to do it right now. You're not going to do it on Monday, I promise. I you're not going to have a salad for lunch. When I start right now, exactly. Yeah. Do it. It's Friday afternoon, and you're about to go get pizza with your family, and then you're going to drink all day on Sunday and watch football. And you think Monday you're going to wake up and magically want a Caesar salad for lunch and want to yeah. drink a gallon of water? I'm going to yeah. work out for two hours at the gym. Okay. Yeah. Like, just yeah. start. Just go on a walk. Sim- simple things. Yeah. Simple things know. to add to the and, – and, and it's and amazing it. how your body – reacts to stuff like that and Simple I feel, stuff. And, and i don't want to come off as like high and mighty when i say that like oh yeah it's so easy for you like you're not obese and overweight and, and i get that it's a lot easier for me to do it is a hard thing to do and oh. i'm not discounting the fact but you don't need to look at it as i gotta make all these changes overnight no it'll it'll be a tough road inevitably for sure it'll be but again nothing's gonna come easy and the other side of it again more rewards easy than for me to say that i've been yeah. one six running track and field in college sort of a deal and it's, 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 it's not that yeah. you can't relate but it's more of hey if you're hurting i want to help you get to that where you feel healthy and where you feel you want to get to right that, if that's right whatever the weight is maybe you drop 10 pounds whatever it is it's doesn't matter so you want to be yeah um if you could only do one style of working out the rest of your life are you lifting or are you doing cardio? Lifting. Nine times out of ten. One hundred. Oh my god. Absolutely. Too easy. Uh, like never run another mile, never step on an elliptical. No. Nope. You just go in the gym and pump. Why? I'm done with those days. <laughs> <laughs> I've been done I'm, with those days. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do every once in a while a little like a I guess a high intensity, high intensity cardio or high intensity yeah, like hit or whatever. whatever it is, yeah, stuff like that. And then at the end of it, I'd be like, man, I felt good at the end. But you get like the endorphins and all that stuff like that. And but like during, I'm just like, I'm not what I once was. Holy, this God, sucks. I hate it so much, dude. But no, I think if I if I had to, I would love to. I mean, someday I would love to have a home gym or have my own own spot. I would love to have my own facility, even if it's small scale. Um, that would be a Another dream of mine, didn't think it would be a dream, wasn't really, hey, this is what I, I'd, I'd love to have this, but yeah, someday and be able to just go in there and when it's quiet and rock some music and be done with it. Have at it. Yep. That'd be. That segues into my next one. You're working out, you're pumping. What's on the AirPods? Oh, God. Um, depends on the day. Honestly. Really depends. Depends on the day, depends on what little I'm Beethoven, doing. Beethoven, little. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, typically. Uh, typically hip hop rap. Yeah. That's probably my, my go to. Um twenty one. <laughs> we're listening to we're listening <laughs> to Party Right Now by DJ Khaled and I think it's Quavo and Take Off on it too. My <laughs> god, we would that uh, 
I gotta tell you, Hotel Lobby is one of my rips right now. And that's a little further down my main playlist right now. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, uh, it's not like I'm pumping. It's like a like I'm stretching, getting ready to work out, and it's mm-hmm. just one of those like mm, I'm about to get it. Yeah, that's like yeah. a eh, we're in between sets, a little rest period. We'll listen to that one. But I think um, yeah, it's either that or EDM. I mean, I've got stuff where I'm just you put the headphones in and you don't even want to think, and it's just screaming at you. I won't say screaming at you, but it's just like just oh, yeah. bass, and oh, yeah. you can't understand any of the words, and it's just you're okay. We're locked in, sort of a deal. Um, I can't remember what the playlist is on Spotify that I rock, um, but there's there's some that is like heavy Slipknot corn vibes, oh. and I'm just like, you know, and I'm just like over there rocking it. I get some of those days to where I'm like tuning out the world, and I'm just mad at everyone, and that's what I want to listen to. When I was uh, I was doing a program, getting ready for, I was waking up at like 5:30 every morning before our wedding, and I was uh, I was just going going to the gym. I was driving up. To Not MJP. our wedding. Yeah, I knew I pointed at him. <laughs> I was going to correct it, but I was like, yeah, maybe they should. They would know, but yeah, you never know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, before Jen and my wedding, there we go. There you go. Our wedding. Um, I was driving up to MJP, and I was working out in the morning. I was doing whatever in my playlist because I really wanted the Jeep at the time. I was, I was really looking for a vehicle, and it was going to be a, a Jeep. Yeah. So the, the playlist was the two headlights and then the grills, and it was all – it was – Oh, that was the was cover music of, on Spotify? Kind of like the, yep, that yeah. was kind of the, the playlist of it. It was just, hey, if I was driving cheap, I would just pull this down. It was all it was all rock, though. It was all rock, and it was just kind of stuff that you would, I wouldn't say sing along to, but you could work out to. So that's it's either rock, kind of your dance party, your upbeat, high beats per minute, um, EDM, your, your kind of trap. We'll say trap. We'll put that in there. Yeah, trap. That's yeah. part of the. I get some trap sometimes. The aggressive side of things. Yeah, yeah. I like and it. And then you're... I'm an aggressive music listener when I work out. Rap and hip-hop. Yeah, it'll, yeah. it typically has to be aggressive. Oh, it yeah. It has to be. Yeah. Or else I just... Yeah. It's not in it for me. No. I, I can't either. When I'm working with these MLB guys, we're listening to, like, country, and I'm sitting here. They make me listen to... I cannot, dude. I, I, I'm i sitting there looking at these guys like, how? One of the guys puts in headphones and goes, does the thing. I was like, okay, I get it. He's listening to... Something. Hard. Hard Something for ourselves. He's yeah. getting after it, and I love it. I'm a 90% country listener. Whatever Texas about. country, red dirt. That's what's on in the truck all the time when I'm rocking and rolling. But you can't see it on stream. But the Alexa over there, she only knows how to play rap, hip hop, corn, and slip right now too. Yeah, probably. She's always listening. She, she's always listening. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yep, nope. Uh, that's the way that Jen is. Is country, country, country. Get in the car. It's either country, Jen, change it. I don't want to listen to it. Yeah. Listen to a couple songs and my songs. See, I'm out. cool chilling to country or going a, to a concert or whatever. But when I want to work out, I want to work out. Yeah. Or party, honestly. Like if, like later on tonight, we had a couple drinks, come back here, hanging out, no big deal. Play I listen to a little country in the truck, no little, big deal. Yeah. Play a little, little pop darts. Play a little drinking game, something. Gonna There's gonna be, oh, be hip hop. No, it was, it was pop darts. Yeah. There's gonna be hip hop. On the that's just how it goes. It's gonna be put it all together. One's yeah. gonna be hip hop, one's gonna be a little EDM, yeah. one's gonna be country. Deal with it. Re- redo it. Deal with this. All right, I'm gonna have a little more, and then we're gonna play our game, and then we get to chat. Oh boy. So, everybody's seen this on TikTok. It's a fad right now of playing the drafting game top five. Dude, we spent. Oh, dude, we spent hours playing this game. Had to have been. I mean, it was had at least a couple, and then we roped our wives into it. It was a blast. Yeah. We're just going to play one. I'm not, sure eh, like I'm not even going to say one. We're going to play as many as we fucking want to because that's how we roll right. it over here. But the first one we're going to start out with is, so the, the way this game works is I'll let John go first, guest of honor in this round, and then I'll go first next round if we play another one. There's a topic, and then in that topic 
it's a draft. So say we're doing, we're not going to play this colors, right? Top five colors of all time. John goes with red. Solid color. I honestly was going to say red. Uh, <laughs> My company, no colors are blue and green, but I was going to say red. Wait, red's just, red is nasty. Oh, it's aggressive. Like, Absolutely. I love it. And then, so I can't say red after that because he drafted red. Like we're doing, running like an MLE or an oh, NFL draft. So first one we're going to start with is athletes of all time. I know we played this one already, but I can't remember who we chose because we've been drinking. I was honestly trying to think. Uh, we This was months ago. All too, time, any sport, any realm, any era, it doesn't matter. Top five. What's your first round draft pick? Hmm. I think everyone's... I'm going to go Muhammad Ali. That's a good one. I mean, he really was the best. I like that first pick. Yeah. I was going through a couple of different people in my head, but I think he's the one that stuck out. It's just like the, if you were to think of anyone, you would think of a lot of sports. Sure, you could say there's a lot of a lot of go to different sports, mm-hmm. but I think he is just the he one revolutionized guy the game. He revolutionized, and yeah, Mike Tyson's there as well. But you have, I mean, Muhammad Ali. It is if you were to listen to any sort of just to say like a motivational speech and he's in it and you're just kind of looking at it you're like well think about I want to go run through that wall right now and we weren't around but think about what boxing was before and then Muhammad Ali steps in the game that's how you that's the goat yeah right that's how you recognize a goat mm-hmm. and I'm gonna come off the curtails of that and go with my pick and it's a ringer for me because it's not one of the main ones. I got to go Tiger. Think about what golf was. Yes, yep. you got Jack Nicholas. Yes, you got Arnold Palmer before him. Sure. They're great. They won a lot. Did great things for the sport. Tiger comes along, and he puts golf on the map. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say about the t- Tiger is the Muhammad Ali of golf. So, I got to go Tiger. First round draft pick. Greatest of all time. Hmm. Let's see. Second pick. I think yesterday was uh two three twenty three. It was what? Two, oh, three, the date. The date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty three, twenty three. MJ, Michael Jordan. That yeah. That's, a, that's, that's gonna that's gonna be controversial two. in the chat. Oh my god, he's not the goat. It's MJ, LeBron, LeBron. Kobe. Rest in peace. Um, I get. Like, I agree with you. There's no argument between us. I'm just going for but it. But in general, yes, there's gonna be an argument. Yes, absolutely. TikTok's not gonna like that one when I put it on TikTok. Um, if, my, if that's one two between dude, Ali and then Jordan one two and however the rest of it stacks up, yeah. I'm pretty. I would rather do that. And hell yeah. Oh, are we also doing one per sport? We did, that's what we did last time. I like one per sport. Okay, cool. So once you once the so sport is chosen, done with basketball. I can't. Well, pick, I am too. I can't pick LeBron. Sort of a deal. I can't either. Takes oh. off the board for both. You can't pick golf. Okay, that's new. Okay, I don't know if we did that last time. But that's I don't new. know. Well, let's, let's do, do it. it. Okay. Changes my second pick. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Second pick. I'm gonna continue to go with revolutionize the game. I gotta go big nine nine Gretz. Wayne Gretzky. Ooh. I knew you were gonna go hockey. I didn't know you're gonna go Gretzky though. That's gotta a good go one. Gretz, dude. That's a good best one. to ever do it. Nobody's even come close to his records with more technology and more time. There's no competition. Yeah. He's the best. Yeah. I thought you were gonna go hockey and I didn't I was thinking hockey in my back of my yeah. mind. I was like, eh, who Got to go Easy. Yeah. That's a good one. Hmm. 
crazy how when we're thinking about this stuff, it's a lot of the, I'm not going to say, it's mainly people that are, I'm going to say retired for the most part. Yeah. But people that are no longer in a sport, not necessarily yeah, present you're right. day sort of a deal. Yeah, it's not like you um, chose, you know, Patrick. Or... I was, I was going to go, oh crap, should I go, now nah, I'm going to go baseball. I was going to baseball or, or football, don't, but I'm going to go, don't, I'm going to go baseball. Me. Don't do it to me. Um, Come on. This is just why I was thinking about it, but I'm going to go, uh, Damn it. Mr. Babe Ruth. Oh God. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. I just, and I, for some reason I was just ringing that came to the back of my mind, came to the front and I was like, Oh, Hey, but yeah, so I've got Ollie, Jordan and Ruth. So we got, okay. Ruth, you're killing me. I got to take football off the board for me then. Yeah. I mean that's an I don't easy know pick. I, go with I know that's the hard part. If I if I gotta take the sport off the board too, I gotta I gotta try to figure out the athlete I want to take with it. Um, the goat of football. Man, that's rough. No, it depends on. I mean, this is your your three spot. I know, but if I don't go three spot, there, there's no way you're not going four spot in football. You know, that's my mindset. Yeah. So I gotta take the sport. I'm taking the sport right now over mm-hmm. the player. Because uh, I can't lose in the fourth round football. I, what, what do I go with? Tennis? I mean, there's some good ones in tennis, but still. Anyway, football, goat. There's so many. There are. Now, this is one where you can almost go present time. Almost? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, like, they're, just, they're kind of circulating there. I think I'm going to go with a ringer here. And I am just going to go, maybe not too much of a ringer, but just a ridiculous, well-rounded athlete, Barry Sanders. Ooh. That's actually pretty good. I was thinking Montana. I was honestly, my ringer was going to be Ray Lewis. But I just think as as an athlete in general, being able to catch the ball out of backfield, and run over anybody in his time. I mean, Barry Sanders was, was the GOAT. That's a pretty good one. So, And I took football off the board from John. So yep, we're you did. Hmm. Now i got to try to think of two other sports. <laughs> That's the hard part. Actually, four other sports, right? Because you got to yeah, pick two. Yeah, because I got two and you it. got two. Let's see. That's, oh, the, real, that's the real advantage of picking first here is you get the sport. Mm-hmm. You know? Hmm. I freaking went with golf. <laughs> we also didn't come up with that rule until round three, so that's true. I like the rule though. Yeah, um, makes it a little more difficult. <laughs> for my fourth round, I think we go with the, the. He's going to bring a, a very great mental aspect to the team, just because the sport is such a mental sport. It is a very athletic sport. But talk about just the mentality you have to go forth into it. And this is one thing that I realized real quick when I started working with one of these athletes. It is a, it is a different ball game. Uh-huh. It is unbelievable. So I'm going with the tennis route. All right. I'm going to go uh, Mr. Roger Federer. Yeah, that's a good one. I know that's that he's an, he's an animal on the court. I know that the, the mentality aspect, he's bringing that to the team. Not that the other guys are weak mentally. But... I mean, they're they're different players. Yeah. Just like oh, absolutely. The, yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I heard something the other day that was talking about how Serena Williams is the greatest tennis player of all time, man or woman, and Serena was like caught on, not caught. She 
outward spoken and she was like it's not even a question that's wrong and she's like and there's there's a clip of her one time like warming up or like playing a match before I she went in the Serena. huh i should have picked the Serena. no i don't i, I disagree I, I like i like federer pick because of what i'm about to say uh she like played a match or whatever against the like 200th in the world ranked male tennis player and got wiped six nothing hmm. like she's not even close i didn't see that on the male side of being like greatest of all time female tennis yeah. player, no doubt. Oh yeah, one amazing of the greatest athlete, tennis players of all time, athlete. for sure. Oh yeah, but and she even said that she was like, "No, that's stupid. I'm not even cl- like I can't compete with that." <laughs> like I don't know. I just thought it was crazy she said that. But yeah, Federer is a good pick. I like that pick for tennis. Um, I lost my train of thought. Fourth round in. I mean, I gotta go with one of the biggest sports in the world, soccer. Which is who you're gonna go with? I think I know who you're gonna I go know. with. I know. I know who I go with. Do I go with old shorty boy or old school? My my thoughts are either I go Pele, go Ronaldinho, go Ronaldo, mm. or I go the man himself. The man himself. Um, like argue, arguably, whoever one's calling the goat. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go with the man himself. I gotta do it. Fourth round pick in soccer. I gotta do it. Also, pretty good, pretty big sport to take off the table too. Yeah, it's a huge sport to take off the table. <laughs> Let's see the fifth and final pick for my team. So I got Ollie Jordan, Ruth Federer. I'm going to my roots. Racing. Mm-hmm. Now here's the issue: there are so many different leagues. Leagues. If you want to call them leagues. You got NASCAR. Yeah, leagues. Formula One. I mean, you got to go Formula wanna, One here, right? Go. Do I want to go like either either one of the two guys I'm going to pick are they revolutionize the sport and the safety safety side of things. Formula One, it would either be Ayrton Senna. Many people that are probably watching this would be like, who is that? I don't even know who that is. Brazilian, one of the biggest names of the sport. If you ever watch Formula One, there's a great documentary out. I think it's on Netflix, so maybe not. Um, literally called Senna. Unbelievable. Um or on the American, the NASCAR side of things, they had to do it for Dale. You know what? This this actually hurts my heart to say this. It does. <laughs> He's doing it for Dale. I, I'm going to bring the Intimidator out. We're doing it for Dale. I'm doing it for Mr. Dale. Mr. That's Mr. your Dale, last pick? Mr. Dale Earnhardt, number five. Your last pick, Dale? So you got who? You got, you got Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan, Babe Ruth, Roger Federer. And Mr. Dale Earnhardt. Okay. I got Tiger, Gretz, Barry Sanders, Messi. Fifth round pick. You got to like cricket or something at this point, right? How many sports are less left? I think. Is there competitive chess? I know one that you could go with. I'm not going to say it. Man. If you think about it enough, you're probably going to figure it out. I mean, 
I feel like MMA is too much of a technicality. It's too too boxing. Hmm. We got soccer, football, baseball, basketball taken care of, racing taken care of. I could go my my world archery. Um, man. I think I'm just going to stick with archery. Do it for the boys. Greatest archer of all time, Levi Morgan. Um, at least in my capacity for what I know uh, about about the world. Uh, he's probably the biggest, and I'm sure there may be other people that are technically better than him, but the way he carries himself, the way he shoots his bow, the way he focuses on hunting and secondary to competitive shooting is the way I like to carry my stuff. I gotta go Levi. Who were you thinking I was gonna go with? You could have gone you could have gone track and field. I could have gone track and field. I thought about Olympic Olympic realm, <laughs> but yeah. Definitely get good. down to this when you start eliminating stuff. I know that's it's rough, tough. right? I think it's tough. That's rough. That is rough. <clears throat> All right. We'll wrap it up. That sounds good to me. I was like I was trying to think of other ones that wouldn't be cliche and that we haven't done before yeah and just no i think we're good i mean hell we've been we've been rocking it out two and a half hours or something i like it i know right time gets away time gets away this one's been fun um i've got your instagram both professional and personal and website in the description of this right now for people who want to watch uh, anything else you want to plug that's it right now that's pretty much it. I mean, I have a Twitter, but I don't use it. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, no, that's that's about it. If you want to get in touch with John, use the description, use the ads in there, uh, or, or go to the website and just get a program yourself or, or do what he's doing over there. Or message me if you feel more comfortable. He's one of my good buddies. I can reach out to him for you, and, and we'll get it done. Um, once John fixes up me a program to get ready for elk season in September and tax and stuff like that, I'm going to do it come back a new man and then we'll figure out how we can share it with you guys so you guys can get it for yourself before yeah. elk season comes up so if i can get that um here in the next couple of months or so i can run through it and give you guys two months or so to to go grab the program and, and be ready for september so yeah. we're definitely going to do that definitely so let me um i'm going to jump out of the chair real quick and go grab my phone it's on tiktok right now see if there's any worthwhile questions or people just talking shit and then we'll wrap it up <laughs> Why do you pick Tiger first? <laughs> yeah, why did you pick Tiger? Dale Arnar, who even is that? Yeah, right. All right. Let's see. Let me scroll the video of TikTok here. Do 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 do. Uh, one of my followers wants to know how we're already in the whiskey. This was at three o'clock. Three three thirty. That's all part of it. Uh, that's that's how we roll. Sipping. Technically, it's tequila, Alex. Um, but we always take a shot before. Flavor for the night. I am sipping on uh, Corazon. It's right here. Right here, tequila. It's finished in. Uh, if you watch the last behind the string, it's finished in uh, Eagle Rare bottles. And then John's Just got Kentucky. Kentucky. John's Street. got uh, Knob Creek. So Knob Creek's a solid one. I haven't had Knob Creek in a hot minute, honestly. And that's it on TikTok. Sweet. Simple. Cool. TikTok, peace out. We're coming off of YouTube here in a second. <laughs> yeah, if it, if it wants to if it wants to work.
All right. What else? Anything else? Yeah. Cool. Appreciate you having me on. It's Dude, I appreciate fun. you being Hopefully. here. We'll, um, we'll do it again in the, in the future. Maybe a, who knows, months, years, whenever down the line. And have some Yeah, we'll get, we'll get some updates and, like and everything that. like yeah. that. No, it's it's been a blast. Uh, you know, you're starting your own deal and I'm starting this. Uh, it's really hard to get people that want to get on board for nothing in return um these days yeah and to have somebody that wants to come on the podcast and just chit chat for a few hours about what they do and share it with my community i appreciate it so thank you it means more than you know um but we're gonna go have some have some fun so thanks dude so we do appreciate, appreciate it. it no thank you let's see here all right that's all we got thank you for tuning in to another episode of knocked up after the shot this will Go to the YouTube channel here in about a half hour when it gets done rendering. If you missed it live, you can go watch the VOD. If you don't like watching it on YouTube or don't pay for their subscription, go over to Spotify tomorrow. I'll have it uploaded. You can take it with you on the go. Listen to it on Spotify. Make sure you hop over to Instagram, TikTok, like those. Dropping daily posts over there. Um, I'll also have links to all of what we talked about and everything in Instagram when I post about it tomorrow or on Monday. So we'll figure that out. Thank you, John, for coming. Uh, We appreciate it. Until next time, you guys stay knocked up.